3: right at home.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
3: The following is a presentation of the four Center podcast
0: feed.
1: As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, actually... At least three times canonically, hello there, and welcome to the Kenobi Report. Switched up the introduction because I felt the Force was telling me to evolve after that wonderful episode. I'm (laughs) Joseph Scrimshaw.
4: I'm Ken Napsok, happy to be looking towards the future, evolving and making changes together, but also saying hello there because it's fun.
1: Look, sometimes letting go is the only way you're going to see Qui-Gon Jinn. I think that is the main lesson of this episode. Uh, There are a lot of great big ideas, and we are happy to be here to discuss them. Uh, This is Episode 5 of the Kenobi Report, discussing Part 6 of the Obi-Wan Kenobi television show. Uh, it was about 42-ish minutes of actual story uh, once you get past all of the credits and all of the previously on, and there was a lot packed into this. There was uh, some rumors, some whispers that it was going to be like 90 minutes, uh, but I was <laughs> really happy that, uh, that there was so much in this and that the pacing was you know i think both energetic and exciting but also really taking its time and it, it the beats that it had to so i was happy with 42 minutes ken did you have any length anxiety about part six of i Obi-Wan always Kenobi? have i
4: always <laughs> have length <linked> anxiety <laughs> yes but uh I, I gotta tell you i saw the 51 minutes and you're right you know you take out the trailer the preview uh previously on and, and the credits and you're like left with uh far less than that and and i had a little bit of it i i i i was Close to believing those rumors because I wanted those rumors to be true. You know, a two-hour finale. Let's do it. Like I wanted that. I wanted that. Um, but I, I think I kind of learned my lesson going into some of the later seasons of Game of Thrones, where there was rumors that well, less episodes per season, but longer, like two-hour movies every week. And then that was not the case. Um, there's still budgets and story, and and, and you and you're right. The, the pacing was uh, was energetic, but took its time. So in the end, really happy with that. Really
1: happy. Yeah. Yeah, it just it really felt right to me in the tone and the pacing of the exciting parts really moving and being entirely swept away. And then the the, the slower contemplative parts and the lovely parts uh, to yeah. wrap everything up felt like they were at the right tempo. I think uh, there's a part of it where you're just like, you, you want to make sure that the story has plenty of time to wrap up. Uh, but then there's also just, I think, partially Ewan McGregor being so amazing that you really would just be like, Hey, uh, do you need another 40 minutes to just clean your cave? Because I would watch you do that. I would watch you clean that cave for an additional 40 minutes. And let's be honest, watch him move into the hut.
4: Yeah. No regrets, no regrets, but I was like, I would love to see him like placing things in the hut going, mm, maybe the chest goes here.
1: <laughs> yeah, ends with him bartering with Jawas to to purchase the chest would be, <laughs> would be the, the post-credit scene if it was that kind of show. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get into this. I'm going to say we're going to get into this like seven times, but we're going to begin to get into this. Uh, we always like to look at the writing credits, the teleplay by Joe B. Harold, Ampersand, and Andrew Stanton. And then a normal word and Hossein Amini and then story by Stuart Beattie and word and Joby Harold ampersand Andrew Stanton. Uh, We've been having fun kind of uh, reading the tea leaves of credits about the history of the project. And I think this is is very telling now that we've seen all the credits, seen the shape of it, that there's a lot in the beginning and a lot in the end. Uh, that is being credited to writers who worked on earlier versions of the story, which to me really speaks to to the way it was shaped and then the way it was kind of changed to, to expand it, I think particularly in parts four and five to give it a little bit more of an episodic television shape while still being one big adventure. You have any writerly thoughts on this, Ken? I,
4: well, a uh, 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 well-said breakdown of that. he definitely seems to got like... I was in my head kind of going, uh, you know, Stuart Beattie must have, the, the the Vader fight was his, but then uh, maybe Riva got added with the Hosanna Mini draft. And so he's, he's got that stuff part of it. And I was just dishing out credits that I have no knowledge about. I just was like, and you get a credit and you get a credit for this. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun and, and, and it's a lot of work. And and, and just, again, we, we said it early on, we'll say it again, like all roads do kind of lead to Deborah Chow and the performers and, and, and all, all they, you know, they have to take all those versions and all those uh, uh, tales and, and and make it uh, cohesive on the set and make it co- cohesive uh, in the editing after. Let's talk about that too. Um, so, but oh, big round of applause to to do this because this is how a lot of like good concepts die in hollywood (laughs) the 30th writer gets has to get hired to fix it and and you've seen some of those big tentpole movies go in that direction over the years and and for this one to to work as well as i feel it did the entire series uh with so many different versions and so many different hands having touched it but um uh you know still getting a a credit which means a lot of elements remained i I really just uh it's been important and fun to track and i think a, a good job all around
1: yeah absolutely and I think just you know uh uh, wanting to give credit where credit is due for writers I think obviously the general shape the big picture shape has uh, of this story has been in place for a long time which is why Stuart Mm -hmm. Beatty who who worked on the film version is still getting credit and also just want to give props to Hossein Amini who got some script by and teleplay by credits which means I think some of his individual lines his uh, Mm -hmm. wonderful uh, uh dialogue is present so Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, props to them, as well as, of course, you know, Deborah Chow, who did indeed direct everything, pull it all together and and give it uh, the heart and spectacle and everything that makes it what it is. Uh, Final thing I'll throw out there about the credits. Uh, I believe Liam Neeson joins Harrison Ford uh, in uh, Rise of Skywalker in the not credited cameo club. That's just Uh, fun. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we'll dig into at some other time. But for now, let's talk about setting the scene. We always like to talk about our own uh, moment of sitting down, how we prepared ourselves as fans to watch this epic conclusion. Was there anything different for you this week?
4: You know what? I was... I've I've loved this series. Just absolutely loved it. And and of the Disney Plus era, this has been my favorite experience so far. And I love Mando. I love Boba Fett. I love Bad Batch. But this has been my favorite experience so far. So I, I think I was... I had a little bit of that. Uh, don't wanna, I don't want to, I don't want to say goodbye yet. So when I, when I know I have to say goodbye, this gets into my personal life a little bit here. When I know I have to say goodbye, I do it rather quickly. Uh, <laughs> when it comes down, down to it, you know, I mean, that includes uh, to get like real, real personal, but like grandfathers and grandmothers and last looks and last conversations. I get to a point where I'm like, this is it. This is the moment. And we both need to go. Like we both need to move on. Like I have a real, real, uh, real big, big way of approaching that in life. And so I did it with this. I was busy up till 1159 and 59 seconds last night. I was like, mm. I'm not even going to think about Kenobi. I don't want to say goodbye, but we're going to, we're going to do it right now. When I press play.
1: <laughs> I understand that feeling of not wanting to say goodbye to the first time you see this. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that I really tried to think about is so much of the joy that I've got from Star Wars over the years is revisiting moments again and again. And, and when I watch a Star Wars thing for the first time, I'm kind of like, what are the moments that I'll always cherish? Like when I watch this the 40th time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is the moment that I'll still cherish? So I tried to get myself in that headspace so I wasn't too, you know, I saw some tweets coming around of like, can't believe it's already over. We have to say goodbye to Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi again. And then... <laughs> Yeah, that's up for uh for question and discussion, yeah. which we will do. But, um, yeah, for me, I just, I really wanted to, uh, go Kenobi by for watching Kenobi
5: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and take a deep breath. I did my, my normal things. I got a bunch of my favorite Kenobi figures out and took a picture that I shared on social media. I got some nice gin, uh, and then I had some Kenobis, some gin and just some meditation. I just mm. decided what I needed to be as quiet as I, I looked at social media for a little while And then I just kind of stopped looking at it about 15 minutes uh, ahead of time. I rewatched that great uh, prequel summary again. And then honestly, I just tried to sit there quietly Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just get in that spirit of uh, being open, peaceful, ready for whatever is about to happen. uh, Instead of getting caught up in anxiety about what's it going to be? Am I going to like it? Are other people going to like it? But just uh, being at peace. And that was a really great way to go into this final episode. Indeed. Indeed. So what was your overall reaction? Did you love it? Like it? Struggle with it? I'm sensing love.
4: Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it. Um, uh, And and I'm going to try to just maybe talk about the episode, but also work in some overall series thoughts here now that we're, we're wrapped up here. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I, I did enjoy it. And it's a wonderful thing that a show, Uh, That played out almost exactly as expected in a a lot of ways, at least in terms of its core, plus many of the big moments was was so good. I I say that because, you know, we always joke here at Force Center. I don't want any of my predictions to come true. Uh, we're not so much in the prediction game here at Four Center, but we talk about a lot of, hey, what the story could be and what it might potentially mean. And and that's a, a backdoor kind of prediction in a way, if you want to look at it like that. And this one has been discussed, this show, this idea has been discussed by us and others for years now, for years. And you know, all those conversations, all those daydreams or the great Brian Ward posters that were surprisingly wonderfully accurate. Brian must be a wizard. <laughs> um off-air chats that you and I've had chats we've had on other shows I remember having a big one on on Black Series Rebels talking with Alex Rubens about what the show could be it uh, doesn't mean every little beat was right but it just it it was like yeah no this is this is kind of what I wanted, and I don't think it's always about needing to be serviced as a fan. Right. You know, you know, I love being challenged and I love surprises. And there was a lot of new surprises in this series and particularly uh, this final episode about how they wrap some of it up. So uh, all that to say, I just, you know, we've been sitting with these big ideas for so long about this show Mm -hmm. for it to hit it, for it to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, that's kind of how I thought that would go. And it still was fulfilling because the, the, the path there, the journey there. Uh, was so fulfilling. Uh, it, it all just kind of felt, uh, felt wonderful. It was a wonderful experience as a Star Wars fan.
1: Yeah, no, I always think of this uh, class I took on music uh, theory and, and uh, sort of the philosophy of it um, and how it relates to sort of our interpretation uh, of music and how we write about it and write about mm-hmm. art. Um, and the professor is saying that idea of You know, this intuitive way that we sense a a song's resolution, like even Mm. if you're tone deaf or have no language to describe music, that we have Mm. this in our guts to hear and feel when the right note lands and we've come home at the end of a song. Mm. And I think that really, uh, I think about that a lot with stories like this. That sometimes when you're watching a story, you want to be blown away by notes you've never heard. (laughs) Yeah, you want there to be amazing, you know, strange breaks and rhythms that you've never heard. And something like this, you still want to be surprised. You want to to be engaged. But this is all about that feeling of the notes resolving and coming home. Mm -hmm. Not just Mm -hmm. in this specific story with Kenobi. There's a lot of that, but also where this fits in as to me sort of episode 3.5 of the Skywalker saga. And I, I think that's what I saw a lot on social media. And that's what I ultimately felt is this kind of peaceful resolution that, that this feels right in my gut. Yeah,
4: I'll take the the old radio jock uh, music discussion uh, conversation path here, where th- this is a chorus you've never heard, but it all seems familiar, and that's why you're already tapping your fingers on the on the car uh, car wheels you're driving, uh, and it scratches all those notes. I, I love the your, your deeper look at it there, um, but it felt right. It just felt right all the way through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, I tweeted. Uh, I laughed. I cried. I made lightsaber noises with my mouth. That was my tweet mm-hmm. review, and that is my honest review. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think. What I really loved about it is that the show delivered in this particular episode delivered on Kenobi's catharsis. Um, Mm -hmm. You can spell catharsis with a K for fun, for variety. So it matches Kenobi. Kenobi's (laughs) catharsis. Uh, That it was so great to go on this journey with him and have him start at such a low place that I think uh, can be very relatable to all of us to be haunted uh, by the past and, and think the present is drudgery and have just, sort of doubts or not even daring to hope about the future Mm. and facing everything that has haunted you and breaking through into this place of catharsis and healing i think that's what resonated with me uh the most there's there's visual beats of that in in the great Mm. battle uh but also like so much of this episode is devoted to the beats of, of healing and seeing Kenobi truly come back to, to life and laugh and even wear brighter clothes and, and let go and all of these things that that we're going to talk about in more depth, but it was just mm-hmm. catharsis and healing. So that part of it was just thrilling to me. I think that's the part that was really emotionally rich and felt like coming home. Uh, but then on the other side of it, I, I, I just loved the the pulp adventure the space fantasy, the epic thrill of this great battle between Vader and Kenobi it was absolutely meaningful beat by beat. Uh, but it was also just like a thrilling and different lightsaber fight, force wielders fight uh, where their their actions were cool and surprising but also made total sense to who the characters were and there were some like cool lightsaber moves and force moves that you kind of haven't even seen before in it right. I, I felt so satiated on the depth of star wars the reason that we all always come back to it but i also felt really satiated for being frankly a younger person who just imagined like how cool would it be if vader and kenobi mm-hmm. had another fight And they have it on this beautiful, strange space fantasy rock world, Mm. uh, not radio DJ rock, uh, physical (laughs) rocks. I just felt so satiated from the the pulp thrill and Mm. the action and the adventure and the lightsabers are cool part of it, Mm. as well as the absolute depth of emotion and life lessons part of it, you know?
4: Yeah, no, absolutely right there. Right there with you on just the way that it looks and feels. Yeah, I can't wait to break down uh, the big fight, uh, beat by beat, because it, it 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 begs you to. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think it's any different than any other lightsaber fight. And promo coming up uh, this week, later in the week, we start our uh, the magic of lightsaber fight series here on Four Center. Uh, we'll have to maybe see, even circle back to this one because it, mm-hmm. it, it it it's it's really deep, but. Um, a seven-year-old is probably going whoa, just like I was going whoa back in the in, in the day. So I'm right through everything that and and um, final thing for me. Then you can pick up your your thread if, if I'm cutting it off too soon. Mm-hmm. There, um, this episode drove home what this whole series has been doing for me, and this is maybe a, a personal um, a, a take on it for sure. Of this question of uh, did the show offer us new insights into these classic characters? Did it move the story forward? I, I, I saw a couple of tweets of those and I, I don't want to base anything that I'm saying here on entirely on tweets I've seen out there, but it's, <laughs> it's a fair question, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, I think there's a yes there on new insights and, and moving the overall saga forward. But I think more than anything for me, that this, um, this series in this episode took those classic characters and gave them new insights about themselves which moved them forward. That's so much what's going on this episode for me uh, that it just drove home the whole series for me, uh, it doing that, of taking these characters, you know, the endings, you know, and moving them towards those points in their lives. And then that's just fun for me as a Star Wars fan. Maybe it's not fun for everybody, but that's, that's very, very much uh, kind of uh, what I came to the series for.
1: Yeah, no, I think it zeroed in on some stuff that exists in, in Vader's story and really highlighted some specific, very interesting ideas and motivations and obsessions of Vader. Mm-hmm. It certainly fleshed out, you know, um, Bale and Breha, Breha in particular, mm-hmm. and also Owen and Brew, Beru, Beru in particular, and mm-hmm. giving these these legacy characters a little bit more of a chance uh, to shine introduced this new and fascinating character of Riva. And I'd say like a really big thing for me is Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of the main characters of the Skywalker saga, but he's always been this character who's generally steadfast might make some mistakes or we, we might catch up with him in a different movie where he has changed or he might experience something that's going to change him, but he's always emotionally been on the sidelines well the Skywalker's got to do all their stuff <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so this is massive to me to take a, a character as central to this saga as central to what star wars is and let him truly go on a journey a beginning a middle and an end where he starts in one place and he ends up in another because i don't think any of the movies have quite done that lots to discuss in there. revenge of the sith obviously he he goes through some things he goes through some changes but we leave we don't leave him uh space to deal with these he has dealt with them by the time of a new hope so i think that's what's new is is truly getting to see kenobi what does it take to move on and find hope again is huge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. big yeah yeah Mm -hmm. uh final couple thoughts for me um we'll talk about it in detail but the hello there was so earned (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that that just had brought me great joy uh i saw on twitter he said the thing was trending at least for me immediately yeah. after yes. uh, the the show um we've been talking uh every week uh partially uh, joking partially actually sharing my real action figure joy joy that we have at least a fifth or sixth kenobi outfit <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is fun to make the action figure joy a joke and i i personally will buy them but I also yeah. just want to want to say, because I've been joking every week, that the evolution of his outfit is is extremely meaningful. Right. From yes. starting with sad browns and moody blues to ending in bright Jedi like robes off on a new adventure. It, yeah. it is not for me, the, the the escalation and the variation of his outfit is absolutely narrative, absolutely thematic. Uh, and as a bonus, I get to buy like 72 more action figures of Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi.
4: Absolutely. I want the entire Kenobi series collection. There's a from from Butcher Kenobi all the way up to uh, uh, the Return of the Jedi Kenobi in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Pack the butcher one with some meat. I'd yeah. love that. That would be great. Uh, final thing I will say, we uh, we will talk about this in, in we, when we get into canon. I did think that there was a lot of Star Wars poetry lines where it was a, mm-hmm. a, a line rephrased or a character uh, saying a line that they have said before or really echoing a, a line that another character is going to say and, there's definitely, I think, some some efforts to put some bows on things, uh, what I will yeah. call lore smoothing, <laughs> mm-hmm. not motion mm-hmm. smoothing, but lore smoothing, kind of trying to, to get ahead of like, look, look, this doesn't break anything. Um, and I didn't dislike any of them, but there were a lot. And I mm-hmm. bumped on it a little bit on my first viewing. I think the, because there were just so many of them, I, I got like a little bit of a, uh, it, it, sometimes when there's so many of those, I can kind of feel the writing. And feel the yeah. choice, and it takes me a little bit out of the fantasy. So that was one of the one of the reasons. Like I, I was, I loved the fight. I was deeply moved by everything, and I bumped on that a little bit. Uh, so I rewatched it immediately, partially just because I wanted to see it and experience it again, but also to see how I would react once I knew that those uh, poetry lines and lore smoothing was there, and mm-hmm. it, it really. I liked each one and each one worked for me and they didn't bump me on the second viewing. So I wanted to share that experience that I had, because I know that is sometimes a a point of uh, consternation for some fans.
4: No, Hey, I I get you. Yeah. And it was uh, very prevalent. And, and, you know, the show is building back to moments that we've lived with for 40 years plus. uh, And so, you know, Yeah, I I get the feeling of of there. Oh, Yep, there it is. Right. There's the connection. Oh, he said, Darth. He said, Darth. And we're going to talk about all that, of course. But um, yeah, no, I'm with I understand that. I understand that uh, path. You know, you're talking to Mr. uh, Let me complain about the volume yet still love it every week. And (laughs) and this week, I'm happy to report uh, other than I wish there was a budget for Ships in the galaxy. uh
1: None of that. There, I was pulled in immediately. So. I think Ewan got the ship budget. That's my head canon of about. Like, uh, you, you McGregor himself got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know we get so excited about all these things, and then sometimes it's uh, okay to take a step back and think about the real world. Ewan yeah. McGregor is one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. 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 Um, and some uh, financial realities sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. come with that. Uh, but yeah, no, the volume, oof, man, uh, I thought the volume was going great. There are some of my favorite, uh, I would say like at, at least one or two up there with favorite shots of Star Wars in this, which uh excited yeah agreed to to discuss let's get into then the big themes the ideas that are at stake in this episode i'm sure we will talk about the the big picture themes and stakes over the entire series because that's what was being uh resolved but also what was specific in this episode so ken uh where did you go big picture what was this about
4: (sighs) for you yeah, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling because uh, I wrote a lot down. A lot of them kind of fold in on each other, right? It's like yeah, absolutely. Th- title and then subtitle. So there's uh, two, I, I I titled this whole episode to me was kind of the next steps forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just the big overall thing. And, and, and there goes into the self-forgiveness, accepting um, the choices of others is huge. The choice to change and break cycles fall, falls under that. One of the big ones, and this is one of the ones that I found myself really moved by. And it might be because of stuff going on in my own life and the world in general, but the power of the next generation—what that meant for Kenobi's literal survival—and mm-hmm. one of my now favorite moments in Star Wars is Bail Organa saying, "Then let's make changes together." Boom! Tears down my face for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was real powerful stuff there. So there's some of the big ones there. I mean, giving up control. I'm just, I I love putting them on the table, Joseph, like it's a puzzle. And then uh, you can <laughs> grab the pieces you want here. Uh, giving up control, trusting the strength of others. has been an ongoing journey. I, I call it the Kenobi and Haja tales um, there. And then some big ones. Of, of course, there's going to be fear and hope because it's, it's Star Wars. But I really looked at uh, Baru and Owen as, uh, well, actually more. Owen, fear, Baru hope. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. They almost, they they... Instead of the I'm with him, I'm with her t-shirts, they need a fear and hope t-shirt because it tracks really, really well.
4: Really well, really well. And a lot of other little things. So that's that's some of the big ones there. And then I cannot wait to discuss, it's not a theme, but it's just the Emperor and the Manipulation of Vader, part oh. 19 in an ongoing series.
1: Yeah, right. There's so much wonderful stuff that uh we sailed right by the fact uh, that <laughs> Sheev did appear in Hollow Call, uh which was... One of the hopes I had, and I'm very happy for some fresh sheave yeah. uh, with his weird little hands. Love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally with you on all the, the big picture stuff. I feel like it really uh, stuck the landing on what the show has been laser focused to be mm. about for me. And one of those things was the cycle of violence, right? Of yeah. Vader wanting to, uh, you know get back at one vengeance on Kenobi, wants to prove that he is the master by defeating Kenobi. Uh, Reva's entire motivation being the, you know, I was hurt. I was wounded. I had people taken from me. Uh, So getting vengeance to her is justice. She says in this episode, she, earlier Mm -hmm. in the series, she calls it what she's owed. Right. Right. So there's this real presence of the cycle of violence. And in this episode, uh, both Reva and Obi-Wan successfully, break the cycle by literally not choosing violence, not continuing the fight uh, for Kenobi and not striking down an innocent child for Leva Riva uh, in an attempt for vengeance. So they break the cycle of literal violence, but I think they're also forgiving themselves for past failures and like mm. centering that that's what's needed. It's not enough to just stop the violence. It's to recognize what am I holding myself back from if I don't forgive myself and, and move on from my past failures. So breaking mm-hmm. the cycle not only of violence but the sort of the cycle of beating yourself up about your past failures. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is I think part of what gives it this catharsis and the sense of healing and the sense of uh, forward movement. Um, mm-hmm. I also think the show is just so explicitly about uh, literally failing children. Failing mm-hmm. lots of people, but I, the, the way, you know, Obi-Wan's early nightmare about Anakin ended on visions of him right. as an innocent child and how that's how Anakin is kind of living in Obi-Wan's mind. Uh, of course, all of the stuff with the younglings and with the children on the path and, mm-hmm. and Leia, <laughs> yeah. a child needing, needing protection and Obi-Wan's fear that he wouldn't, that he would fail her so much in the show about failing children. And in this episode, everyone just stepped up and protected children uh beru and owen uh bale and breha in in their own way uh certainly kenobi um and in all of these physical efforts uh to step up and say no the children will be protected we won't fail as mentors or guardians it's in this episode and i think you were really touching on this they don't just physically protect leia and luke but they kind of give them what they perceive they need uh love, care, agency, space. Uh I think it, it's really powerful. That it's that that it's not just we kept them alive, we pushed away the darkness, but it's also like, how can we nurture them? What do they need to become the future that they want to be?
4: Yeah, well well said to, to start this conversation here because yeah the power of the next generation, you know, looking at this particular series, not not Star Wars overall, but the, these six episodes um, if if you go by that old George Lucas story for twelve-year-olds idea, you you if if you're ten, twelve, eleven, watching this, man, you got to feel good about where you're going and what you want to do. Uh, you got to take inspiration. I, I imagine you would, right? Just seeing this, seeing Leia. I mean, that her. Preparing her her outfit, dressing herself in a way compared to what we saw at the beginning of the show, it wasn't even her; it was a decoy. But right, you know what I
1: mean. Like she didn't even but want being the dressed by others, being, yeah, being dressed,
4: yeah, being dressed, and to see where she is now, that that was great. And and he he's just got to be a boy; the future will take care of itself. So there's all that, and if, I, I I can only imagine if you're ten watching this and how how great that must just hit you. But this series is also going. Hey, did you grow up with Obi Wan from the '70s on? We've got a message for you. And we got a powerful message for you, and 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 it starts with some of the stuff you're talking about of of, of don't fail the children. Uh, uh, literal. It's a literal message to me, and 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 mm-hmm. it, it works on both sides. And this idea of uh, of especially in the fight, and, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like you can you and I can do a sub episode on just the fight itself again. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. To, to me, and and I, I I say to you, correct me if, if if I'm off base on some of the Kenobi stuff here, but along the way, Kenobi is slowly turn towards the future it's 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 you you said landing they they landed uh, they took it all home here the themes Mm -hmm. all six episodes i think that's a great way to look at it he was protecting the past to me protecting himself uh based on what he felt he did what he felt his failures were and what his failures are he made some sure uh luke is the son of the chosen one versus the idea of him maybe being the new hope there leia is aligned to the memory of padme which is great and moving but also um uh uh, you know just kind of this meeting her and it's just it's it's a reminder of the past to me and, and so he was standing still in the present mm-hmm. he was stuck in the present and, and now I look at even like the Kenobi and the campfire moment in Rebels and look what I've risen above that's also about what he's moved past inside himself it's it's, it's personal stuff as whether yeah, yeah I'm camping mall whatever what of it it's so much that he's worked through and now looks toward and protects the future and that's the big adult power the uh, the next generation message for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the Star Wars being a a story for 12 year olds and also in this particular uh, episode, maybe a story for people who need to help raise 12 year olds, (laughs) Uh, 10 year olds, technically. But yeah, it really is on just an emotional level. Get yourself right for yourself, but also get yourself Mm -hmm. right so you can be there for the next generation and give them. What they need and help them become who they want to be. You know, I think just the fact the the great lines with Leia about you know we'll change it together. You know, yep, there are a lot of ways to lead, and you are gonna pick how you want to lead. Uh, even Mm -hmm. down to like Haja's like, "Eh, give her some space. (laughs) Like, okay, that's what she needs right now. Uh, Obi Wan realizing he just needs to be a boy right now. I get it. That's what he. That's what I think he needs. You know, Mm. Mm. there's so much about you know can't can't be there for the kids unless you're right with yourself
4: yeah and to be clear we're not even just talking about being parents that's valuable too and we can't wait to discuss this more with jennifer uh our, our parent represent, represent representative in the show here uh, <laughs> but uh, we are part of this society and the next generation is always a part of that and how do you look at it how do you how do you interact with it how do you find your place in that change is so important and so i think in a weird way this message this this uh, series was split between the different generations you know on what on who it was trying to reach it was like Y'all need to come take a knee around the campfire.
1: <laughs> yes. 12-year-olds of all ages, once again, mm-hmm. come listen to Star Wars. Uh, I definitely want to get into some of this, uh, these ideas of choosing the future and, and how that lets you evolve. But I also want to talk about this uh, specific idea that I thought was in this episode, uh, which is really this idea about caring for others. It's a, a standard Star Wars idea of is that a weakness or a strength? But I thought that was threaded through in a really interesting way of what? how does it define you know you if you care about somebody is that what gives you strength or does is that a weakness Mm. Um, there's some like real straightforward stuff of uh, I'm gonna quote Obi-Wan I think he's Mm. got some symbiont circles going on of of caring for one another right Um, yeah we have Leia and Obi-Wan who are obviously throughout this show caring for one another but explicitly in this episode you know Obi-Wan wants to protect her uh, but she is going to give him strength (laughs) <laughs> yeah. by giving him uh, Lola, the droid, you know, and then, of course, he gives her back, and it's it's this circle of, of caring for one another that Leia and Obi-Wan have uh, going on. Um, but then there's also going on with the path, right, uh, mm-hmm. where Obi-Wan says to that assembled group where at first they're like you, you how could you leave us <laughs> and he's like you spent 10 years protecting the jedi this is my chance to return that favor so mm-hmm. already right at the beginning of the episode we have these circles of caring for one another and then we get into the actual conflict uh between vader and obi-wan and one of the the big talking points <laughs> mm-hmm. in their conversation is this idea of Weakness And Vader doesn't make it explicit in his dialogue what he means by that. But I took it to be about caring. You know, Mm -hmm. Vader says your strength has returned, but the weakness still remains. And that is why you will always lose. Right. And I felt like that connected directly to their sparring conversation that we saw in the previous episode. Uh, where Obi-Wan is is chiding Anakin for being too aggressive, and Obi-Wan is saying the Jedi's goal is to preserve life, not take it, and Anakin argues, like, we can't show any mercy to an enemy, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, don't care. The caring about people is, is going to hold you back. And that idea that Vader is perceiving that Obi-Wan still is fighting to protect others, or maybe Obi-Wan is holding back a little bit, even because he still cares about Anakin, Mm-hmm. He's chiding Obi-Wan and kind of complimenting himself and saying, you know, I, Vader, killed Anakin. And mm-hmm. why did I kill him? Because he, he he was weak. We've heard that before in Rebels. But yeah. Yeah. what was the weakness that he had? And what this episode made me feel, again, it was not explicit. This is an interpretation, is that Anakin was weak because he cared about people. And yeah. Vader has killed that. And he's not going to give into it again. Uh, is what he is arguing. But then, even that gets turned on itself in that great little Holocaust call mm-hmm. at the end, where, you know, the Emperor evokes the word weakness, right? Uh, yeah. Perhaps your feelings for your old master have left you weakened. So, even though Vader claims to have no feelings for Kenobi, he's obsessed. And yeah. maybe it's obsessed about, I need to beat him once to prove that I'm the master, because there's a lot of that going on. Mm but also what is it in is it a weakness that vader even though all he allegedly wants from kenobi is to defeat him is it a weakness that that he kind of can't let go of this attachment of of vengeance you know mm. uh, and there's so many lines where where vader is so is just chef's kiss obsessed with Obi Wan, right? Yeah, he is not just any Jedi, uh, screaming mm-hmm. Obi Wan, Obi Wan when he leaves. Uh, his, his initial conversation with Palpatine is like, We will destroy everything in our path until he is found. <laughs> yeah, and the Emperor's like, Seems like you care a lot about him. <laughs> and then, and then Vader's like, No, I don't. <laughs> you know, no, Kenobi no, means nothing. What are, you uh, about? what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like there, Vader in this uh series ultimately doesn't change he's committed to his path he is telling himself that it is all about vengeance but there is this burbling desire to care about others he's naming that as weakness and pushing it down is what i feel is happening
4: i 100 100 percent. i i put it down as vader picks up on, in that fight of on kenobi's hesitation mercy and love which is there and i think at times i'd love to we get in that discussion a little a little bit of of I wonder if Kenobi's trying to deny that at some point, you know, at the beginning of it, there's a lot of times where I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. He's out there. Uh, you know, I will, Oh, I, I will do what I must, you know, it's all that kind of stuff, but, but that that's in him and that's who it is. And so Vader to uh, see it as, as, weakness then the the other end of it is is, is Riva being told no no you know you haven't failed them by showing mercy you, you've given them peace you've honored them um so we always talk about fear versus hope weakness versus mercy is is another thing to look at um
5: and you're mm-hmm. so right
4: you're so right of, of of a Palpatine. i I wrote just that whole section down of that call—it's—it's it, it's manipulation of Vader's emotions. It's the chess game they—they—they're playing with each other, and and they're both thinking they're winning. Um, Vader's obsessions—the obsession that will go from Kenobi to Luke. Uh, think of the beginning of Empire. A lot of echoes with that, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. but I love look at it. It's Palpatine going, hey, 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 you have feelings. That's a weakness. I don't mm-hmm. have feelings. Well, okay. Well, I hope you can destroy the past. Well, yeah. yeah Kenobi means nothing to me. <laughs> and, then, and then he get the emperor gets. Here's what he wants to hear. I serve you. Okay, great. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. It, it was it was a very um, I don't know just a, a, a theme rich hollow call.
1: Absolutely, a very very short one, but it really what did feel to me like Palpatine being like, "Yeah, look, we could tear apart the galaxy looking for this guy, but all I want is him. You not anywhere near him because yeah. you do care." And right now you're expressing it with only vengeance and rage, which is great, but I think Palpatine's got a little bit of of fear of, I got to keep Vader in line. If he spends too much time obsessing on this guy, uh, he's a risk mm-hmm. to to awakening Anakin, which doesn't uh, help, doesn't not happen, doesn't get close to happening in yeah. this episode. But I think it's Palpatine worrying about that future. Mm-hmm yeah indeed yeah yeah and then uh, obviously there, there's a lot of that that story of of caring for others is it a strength is it a weakness vader perceives it to be a weakness i think star wars perceives it to be a, a great strength yeah. uh caring for others and and we really get that in the the uh, luke arriva uh, uh brew and owen you know uh mm-hmm. part of this brew and owen just fighting for luke and it's so great to see the brew that uh we met in the book queen's hope if you haven't read mm. queen's hope if you're not sure about those padme books and seeing brew on screen makes you a little bit more intrigued uh we we learned some different sides of brew in that book and we would highly highly uh recommend it uh am i yeah. uh am i speaking for us out of turn ken
4: <laughs> no not at all no it was great it was also fun just to see uh bonnie p.s uh back in the role and 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 a lot of people might be familiar with the the, the weird and Troubling, uh, the tragic uh, turn her life took at times. Uh, <laughs> if you watch that doc, you know. So to just see her back and, and having these moments, but also just it, uh, adding, uh, not adding, but just exposing what was there in the character Brew all along. But now we know.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and final thing for me on the kind of the caring for others, I, I really thought this was the story of Riva breaking the cycle, right? Like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. always such a big question with anybody who, who is trapped in the cycle of violence is what if anything will get through to them? You know, you, you can't make a choice for someone. You can kind of open the door and encourage them. And, you know, I thought, Oh, maybe we'll get a, a scene with, uh, with Kenobi trying to get through to, to Riva too. And I really liked what happened is that she broke the cycle uh, by carrying about others mm. partially because uh, of just pure empathy. I mm. loved the visual of her seeing through the, the fog of vengeance to see the truth of uh, Luke is an innocent child, just like she was And just mm. seeing her, uh, her young self uh, lying in the, in the same pose as Luke is just this beautiful visual picture of empathy. Mm. Uh, when we, try to care about others we're also caring about ourselves and I love that it was as simple as that to make Riva stop and go I don't want to inflict on others what was inflicted on me I I'm using my empathy I know what that feels like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that you know mm-hmm. and the follow-up with a great conversation with Obi-Wan of have I become him and you have chosen not to very very clear um, but I, I really like that it was about uh, empathy, about putting herself in the place of her victim.
4: Yeah, and there's something that, the, the 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 talk of of failures, right? Kenobi accepts his failures, and again, I I think looking back, we've analyzed *Revenge of the Sith* and the path forward. You know, there's things along the way that Kenobi does that you would say, yeah, 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 yeah some mistakes, some missteps, and maybe even some big failures. But realizing the end of the day. It's what Anakin did to himself and for Reva to be like, at the end of the day, this is what Anakin did to us. And, and mm-hmm. no, no violence will, will go back and change that. Um, none of this is pr- proposed as easy, right? We always kind of put that nope. caveat out there because we, we often talk about Star Wars in the real world. So I don't want anyone listening and go, oh, oh, that's it. I just gotta, I just gotta accept it, accept that they did that to me and move on. No, it's certainly not that easy. Uh, and it's not easy for even. I think Moses Ingram had her finest moments in these last two episodes, mm-hmm. um, and and the long play of, of her character is, is is fun to watch and will be fun to watch on a, on, a, on a deep rewatch. But I just that stuff at the end was so real, so raw, and and it works. It was even more powerful uh, to me that it was so simple. You said it was just like, yeah, it was it it was what it was, and it it needed to be.
1: I just I I felt, you know, in this, you know, weird, very dark space fantasy way where it's a red blade over, you know, an unconscious child is a a difficult, horrific image. But it's also, you know, unfortunately, uh, relatable because uh, I've certainly had those moments where something gets deep inside and I get angry about something and I and I want, you know, to make it right. Mm -hmm. And then you realize you're so far out of the path of making it right. This isn't even her holding the blade up over Vader and trying to decide whether to direct right. vengeance. She's gone so far. Like, how is taking this out on this kid that Vader probably doesn't even know exists? How How is this getting me what I want? And I, I think mm-hmm. it's, I think we we all do that sometimes or we're, we're so angry about something, and maybe even something that we have every right to be angry about and we need something. And suddenly we find ourselves way off the path, taking it out on somebody who has nothing to do with it. You know? Yeah. Mm, it's called twitter
4: uh yeah um <laughs> but also real life yeah and and and, and it all leads to that that wonderful exchange you mentioned already the conversation with the kenobi but have i become him no you've chosen not to uh who you become is now up to you that that's great on its own but just coming out of what you and i are discussing here of uh i don't know when you seek when you seek that other way forward when you when you actually just seek to go forward uh that is the choice and that's a powerful choice there and, and how she thought it, you know this was the way she thought and not out of, um, to me, it wasn't just, I got to kill Vader slash Anakin. It was like, I got to do right by those younglings around me, right? This is how I help them. Yeah. And and to see through that fog, uh, almost quite literally, uh, even more powerful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I loved what you were saying about choosing the future. So I want to talk about that a little bit more in, mm. in depth. Uh, cause I think that is active in this episode of characters, not just like I'm dealing with this conflict and we'll see where I end up that but really making a concrete choice to focus on the future. I thought one of the really great things about this episode is there's a real question at the beginning of why is Obi-Wan doing this? It's tactically mm. sound to face Vader, but you know, mm. even get down getting down to the point of, you know, Roken saying like, but you want to do this. Mm. Uh, And the way that he is pitching it to himself, he's not yet being entirely honest with himself. I think he, I think he knows it's tactically sound. I think deep down, he knows that he needs to face Vader to move on, but what does he want out of this fight? I think there's a real question at the beginning of Obi-Wan being very willing, perhaps even a little bit wanting to die. You know, when he, Mm -hmm. when he says to master, is he just, you know, speaking to Qui-Gon that, you know, him or me, it's got to end. Um, he, he's centered at the beginning on on the future. of You are the future. Uh, mm-hmm. You are all the future. Directly to Leia, he says, you are the future. You're what needs to survive. So it's positive. It's about the future. It's about protecting the next generation. Mm. But about himself, it's I don't need to survive is mm-hmm. to me what's Im- implied in that. So he goes into this fight thinking of that confrontation with vader as life or death him or me one way or another whether he dies or i do this ends today i think this is great star wars storytelling uh that this confrontation is happening on in a rocky barren Mm -hmm. violent planet right Mm -hmm. uh one of my favorite series of shots in in all of star wars It, it it's so old school pulp space fantasy those weird rocks the big celestial object hanging in the background and these mm-hmm. two figures staring each other down I absolutely love those shots and it, it it looks dark and sad and brutal it's different from Mustafar it's a little cooled off but it's just we're doing this again you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and then when when Vader does you know semi defeat him uh there's a great visual imagery to it right of yeah. uh, Kenobi could just allow himself to remain buried in the past is it a literal image of -hmm. being crushed by the past versus what he ends up doing exploding up into the open air and possibility and you know Mm -hmm. it's not subtle obviously that he thinks through all of the anger and the the violence and the guilt and the fear of Anakin and and Vader in their words and then thinks about the twins and the Mm -hmm. future um, I think there's a lot in that moment where early on where Leia uh, asks him to come back and he, he doesn't just say, I promise the way people normally do in, in television shows and movies and you want to <laughs> yell at them. He thinks about it for a second yeah. and says, I promise. Yeah. And I feel like this is, there's still some twist to come in the fight, but I think this is such a pivotal moment of him choosing the future of, you know, w- why don't I just give in? I was willing to die. Tactically, they'll escape. You know, mm-hmm. and him mm-hmm. choosing hope, the yeah. future. Uh, to to paraphrase, uh, Rose Tiku Tico, Tico choosing to save what he loves, not just fight what he hates. Mm-hmm. That it's the children and the future, and his personal connection with them that inspires him to you know literally open up to the sky and and get mm. out from under the rubble.
4: Yeah, and let's start there. I, I love this. Uh, we we both. Uh, are, uh, I mean, it's, it, uh we're not alone here. It, you're right. It's not subtle.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs>
4: right there. He is crushed by these rocks, which is to me, uh, him here, he, once there, he, he hears his past, he hears his pain, he hears his failures and what he thinks are his failures and it's literally crushing him, right? Literally killing mm-hmm. him. He's trying to hold on. Uh, and he, and he becomes free when he focuses on what's in front of him. So I like that's where we end, but to go back to like, it's almost like you're, you're posing this, this question of of, of where he is at the beginning. It It is, um, yeah, Kenobi sees this as a very uh, binary fight, right? I will destroy him or he will destroy me, but it ends this way. And it's based, I mean, am I wrong in saying it's a little bit of based in fear? Hope mm-hmm. might have been staying with Roken. That might be the hope. Uh, I, but I think you're right. It's tactically sound. He has a conversation with Leia. Uh, and I even put this in the category, Joseph, of uh, uh, Kenobi and and. His, his will to hold strong is something we're, we so know with him, right? The unbreakable Kenobi. It's the mm-hmm. unbreakable Kenobi, the fragile Vader, and that's on display here a lot. But even <laughs> here in the beginning, this to me almost leads to one of his breaking points, and that might be to me the, the rocks coming down on him. Uh, and, if, and if he doesn't uh, see the truth and doesn't accept the truth as he sees it there in that moment and move forward, he would break and literally die. Uh and, and I love just knowing the history of Kenobi, all that kind of rolled into one um it, one little story here with the fight and his path to it and out of it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So I I I love it because it is just uh such a great moment of storytelling within a cool, epic, amazing fight with lots of awesome moves. Um where it is just very clearly about choosing uh, you no know, hope and the future. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, but it's not done right because the fight continues to evolve he he comes out of it stronger and i think he's still in a mindset of you know one of i i think his mindset is now i want to live i i have Mm. i have accepted that i want to live i don't want to just be crushed by the past i want to continue Mm. to be there for uh you know luke and leia this isn't my time but i think he still emerges from it a, a little bit more centered on uh i will do what i must i'm i'm fighting to protect the future um Mm -hmm. and it isn't until he you know shatters the mask he sees anakin that i think that the victory conditions of the fight change for obi-wan right yeah from from win or lose right i think it's this uh he definitely defeats his fear of like look he he, yeah he's powerful he's scary (laughs) in that armor but it's just anakin and I, i i'll match his power you know I, and i know his his technique and i i will match him for power and i i want to talk more of course about all the anakin stuff but i feel like just in terms of what obi-wan wants out of the fight what is he choosing in the fight i feel like there is this moment where you know uh, vader is w- willing to keep fighting right he he's mm-hmm. not admitting defeat the blade comes back up and he's still saying i will destroy you and i think that's mm-hmm. that next moment of true choice for the future for obi-wan is he can he can stay there locked in in combat and maybe it you know maybe he'll defeat vader maybe mm-hmm. vader will kill him but i think that he in that moment really kind of chooses uh the future chooses life i think mm-hmm. what this show ended up doing is focusing a lot of obi-wan's guilt on having made the choice to kill Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it's it's in the prequel summary of, of him initially saying Yoda, to Yoda, I can't kill him, you mm-hmm. know, of feeling like this boy was mine to protect and nurture, and, and I left him limbless and burning on the shores of hell and yeah. living for 10 years with, I killed him. Yeah. And that he is choosing not only his own life by walking away from the fight, but he is just choosing th- the idea of preserving life um i I think it's it's really visually beautifully told uh once they have their exchange uh the blue you can't even see the lightsaber Mm -hmm. but the blue falls away from kenobi's face is he clearly lowers the blade and -hmm. the red rises over anakin vader's is he is in this sort of philosophical always combat always fight and Mm -hmm. it's just a real moment of you know combat, violence, death from Anakin Vader mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan going, no, nah, I'm choosing the future. I'm choosing life. I don't mm-hmm. want to die here. I don't want to kill you here. I choose life. I choose the future. I think that's why he's walking away.
4: I uh, Yeah, I w- I would uh, agree with that and looking at uh, Anakin, even the stuff we dealt with last week's episode, right, of, of his need for victory, the need for victory. Even looking ahead to New Hope where he's just like, escape is not his plan. I... I I gotta go. I gotta go win. That's all I. Got. That's all I can do is win, 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 win. And and in the in the end, he is saved when uh, he no longer wants to win. He wants to protect Luke, protect his son. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, just a general look at it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love analyzing this. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think there's some some you know almost like uh, word service being done by Kenobi at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You're all the future. He believes it. He's there. But I, I really like what you're saying of of. He he he! It, 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 the conditions of victory changing and changing during that battle. Because one of my favorite moments—it's I mean, great just in the pew pew pew. Let's go to the playground and take our action mm-hmm. figures. But when he lifts those, lifts those
1: rocks—that's oh cool. my lord! Yeah. Right? But then that so smile. Good.
4: But that smile in it, right? And you know, Kenobi's got this like, yeah, yeah, look what I can do kind of thing, which is. Uh, <laughs> A real celebration of power in a classic sense, which is uh, un- uh, maybe unlike him overall or unlike the Jedi or whatever. You know, I mean, uh, I'm looking at just one second of this fight, but that stood out to me on, on every viewing. I've only watched it three times, kids. I'm so sorry. i watch it four. Um, <laughs> woke up early. Chihuahuas woke me up early this morning. Um, but I just love that moment because it's like, ah. But I wonder if he's like, whoa, yeah. even after he does it and he sees the result and he sees and he, and he literally leaps from the high ground, if you want to uh, <laughs> go that far, to destroy uh, the, the uh, now left side of Vader's mask. Uh, Ahsoka gets to the right side uh, a few years later here. but um, <laughs> uh, And then it's like, whoa, what is all that? It's just exposing that. And that changes yeah. his view on the fight.
1: Yeah, I, I think yeah that that taking that physical component up, uh, out and just making it a, a, about what do we okay I can match him, but mm-hmm. for how long? How, how long? Yeah, will we will we just endlessly fight. You know, mm-hmm. what would I get out of it if I killed him? Um, yeah, and, and most importantly, I don't want to die. I, I Kenobi being aware yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, choosing other people's choosing the future for other people means he's willing to sacrifice, which is a great Jedi thing. But I think there's this. Realization of I don't, I feel like I have still more to do. Um, yeah. Which kind of leads me to the last thing I want to talk about and, and get into the actual conversation between Obi-Wan and Anakin there is this big picture idea that you talked about uh, of letting go and evolving. I feel like that's so much what the end yeah. is, right? The, the mm-hmm. whole end of this episode and in this show of, yeah, it's a great cheer moment when Obi-Wan's like, oh, yeah. The, the physical stuff is, it's power, but it's not the be-all and end-all. I've got power. Let mm-hmm. let me raise these arms and those rocks fly. And, and mm-hmm. he defeats Vader physically, which, you know, I was not sure if that's where the story was going to go. You know, I think mm-hmm. it is him using his knowledge of Vader and using Vader's you know, weakness—the the the hilt to the chest units—one of my favorite new action moves. Oh yeah, um,
4: we're gonna talk that about that for about ten minutes
1: later. Yeah, Lord, <laughs> right? But he, he he beats Vader physically. Yeah, I get this. You know, Vader still got the blade up, and he's not admitting defeat. So you know, but Stay but he down. takes it. Yeah, <laughs> your chest unit, your mask, Vader, go yeah. home. Uh, but he yeah. he uh, beats or matches him physically, mm-hmm. but the real challenge uh, for Vader, like we've seen uh, many times, we've seen with Luke needing to face Vader again, with Ray needing to face uh, Palpatine, Mm -hmm. um, that these things are not just about the physical combat, they're about what do I need to face in myself that is being represented by this Mm -hmm. other person, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what Obi-Wan also, you know, realizes and helps him, I think, choose life is... I needed to face Vader that that part of me that Roken was seeing going like, but you want to do this. Mm -hmm. That part of me needed to truly deeply face my guilt. Right. Yeah. And and when the mask comes off and he sees Anakin and amazing powerhouse acting of the I'm sorry for all of it, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, which to me invites you to ask, what does he mean by all of it? And, And I feel like it's it's failing him as a master. But in particular, it's it's being willing to kill him and almost killing him on Mustafar and putting him in this in this prison, which I think yeah. he, he's taken uh, what Vader said to him earlier to heart of I am what you made me. Right. And he's. Yeah. And he, he gets to look into the face of that and he gets to apologize. And what does he get back? <laughs> uh, you know, Anakin trying to project power And saying, Anakin is gone. I am what remains. I'm not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. All great and powerful. But what I feel like is happening for Obi-Wan is he is staring into the face of this person, you know, this boy he trained, his brother, and believing for himself, Obi-Wan believing for himself that Anakin made this choice. Yeah, And I think that... Let's obi-wan let go and move on from his own guilt mm-hmm. particularly since vader is is contradicting himself he's trying to have it both ways right he's trying to say yeah. you look at you did to me you hurt me and you you know you failed me as a as a master and then you imprisoned me in this suit it's all your fault except for now when i want to sound tough
4: <laughs> yeah
1: in fact, you, you're nothing, Obi-Wan. I did this all myself. This is what I would rather be. I killed weakness. I'm, uh, look at how powerful I am. And yeah. I think combining both of those sort of rhetorical arguments that Vader tries to make to Obi-Wan really helps him see, yeah, yeah I made mistakes, but you chose this. And that's what he needed.
4: It's how many times even in the real world is, is, uh, false, uh, false bravado, uh, this, uh, image of project, projected image of strength is so much, uh, it just, uh, it, it's knocked over real fast and, and, uh, no, no, you're, I'm the victim now. I'm the victim now. Uh, yeah, I, I see this yep. play out time and time again, talking about the con, the contradictory nature of what's going on in Vader. Um, and so I love, I love a lot of what you're about here. It's, it's like, I look at it, uh, Two ways of just the actual moment, the actual moment of the fight of, of, um, Kenobi in a way, you know, offering, uh, I don't want to say offering an olive branch, olive branch. he didn't pull up a, a you know, a cup a cup of tea at a chair like he did with General them in the Clone Wars to, to talk about things, but <laughs> you're right, he, he, there's this moment of real raw emotion, a true apology to himself, to Vader, to Anakin, to everyone, to the whole story, the whole situation, and, and it's not given back, um, by anakin and then also i love what you're saying about how fights about you're facing what others are trying to maybe you know what you think what the, you, i forget how you phrased it but you, you know they, they're they're trying to say you're something you're not you got to confront that more than mm-hmm. them it's almost like mm-hmm. dealing with an internet troll um and the things that and, and in truth actually i don't just make that joke but it, it's sometimes you know someone says something in a, in a comment or someone says someone says something to you in an argument in real life and if they're if you're if you know in your heart that's not me, you're less less angry, less hurt. But if you say something, they say something, that you're like, oh, I think that might be me. You get even more angry and more defensive, and you want to strike back. And so pushing through that to, to realize, I think Kenobi has that moment here of, yes, I may have done some things wrong. Yes. I may have had missteps. Look at their relationships, all the almost conversations they've had. This is another one of those mm-hmm. almost conversations. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of them and, and Anakin's pod race bedroom of, uh, yep. you know, the, the, the almost talking about love and, and Padme and all of it. They don't have those moments, but for Kenobi to, 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 to the, the, if there's any kind of victory for him, it is, is, is him going, that ain't me chief. That ain't me. That's on you. Um, and I'm able to move forward from that. I, I I think I really just love that angle of what you're t- talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I and I love how much Obi Wan is just uh, pulled up by by he's all in. He's showing his power. I think he's he's choosing uh, to fight to to save the future. He takes it to Vader, mm-hmm. and then it really stops him up short when he sees Anakin, and the the humanity of it all comes back. You know, yeah. and I think even though that he is he is taking. Anakin's uh or Vader's word that Anakin is gone I think you were seeing him internalize that belief that he expresses in the original trilogy that Anakin is gone Vader Vader killed him there's nothing left of that of that good man I think he is you know internalizing all that but I think there's also still this like real humanity that is awakened in Obi-Wan by Mm -hmm. seeing you know the face behind the mask seeing the reality behind the mask and I think it, it it lets him kind of almost mourn for Anakin. Um, yes. That a great speech to Leia that I, I know I think everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, probably loves. It's a wonderful tribute uh, to Padme. And it's a wonderful tribute to Anakin. And, and that speech to Leia is a gift to the next generation. Mm-hmm. But it also just really struck me from Obi-Wan's perspective. is like a eulogy. Yeah. That he's giving to his friend, anakin who is dead who is mm-hmm. gone in obi-wan's mind mm-hmm.
4: passionate fearless forthright uh
1: I, I agree with that absolutely
4: absolutely agree with that
1: yeah so it, i think that's for me is a part of why it really felt like this this is the the uh this great feeling of catharsis and letting go of mm-hmm. a- anakin made this choice he is gone um i i let him go um and then you know obviously we've heard obi-wan kenobi advise letting go <laughs> yeah uh to luke in a couple different ways in a new hope uh and it's great to see him let go of his need to watch so directly over luke um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i think when he is talking to riva about her choice uh to not attack luke um that's him you know letting go of his need to destroy vader and i think what he is saying to riva he is also feeling about himself by showing mercy you have given them peace you have honored them yeah, um, and I think there he's talking about the victims of of Order Sixty Six and Riva's friends, but I think he's uh, meaning that about himself and about his choice as well.
4: Mm. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, hundred percent. That's all I can add to that. No, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, and just uh, uh, I, I think there's the there's even more great catharsis of you know o- Owen still wants uh, Kenobi to keep his distance but even mm-hmm. grumpy old Owen lets go of his need to keep them totally apart right the yeah. the beautiful moment of yeah you want to meet him and and clearly the giving of the skyhopper that we don't actually see but we know happens yeah, um, yeah. and i think a, a lot of it really just builds to exactly what you said of Kenobi and Riva both get to evolve. Um mm-hmm. Kenobi saying who you become now, that is up to you. Uh they have this great uh bonding moment where it's a pretty direct cut from uh Kenobi saying to to Riva, You're free now, we both are, to Mustafar and seeing that conversation with yes. Vader where he is keeping himself locked in his his uh his self made chains, right? So there's a great contrast there. Mm-hmm. All sorts of evolution, obviously, going on with, with Leia on Alderaan, but then it's really powerful in, in this idea of letting go. That the final image is literally Kenobi on the path to somewhere new, mm-hmm. finally connecting to Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to me, it was it, it all it all made sense. It was great lore stuff, is great emotional stuff, but it it really affected me. In the this is why we watch these shows. This is why these stories are important of that Mm. kind of reminder that we all do need to allow ourselves to evolve and, you know, take a step back from what we fear to lose and ask, you know, what might we be holding ourselves back from? Qui-Gon was always there, Mm -hmm. as he says, and Kenobi was holding himself back by not letting himself evolve. And the, the, the whole show ending on, come on, we've got a ways to go, just really beautiful picture of letting go and allowing yourself to evolve and seeing what wonderful new things might be there for you if you allow yourself to do that um, if,
4: if i was and this kind of goes into some of what I, I i think um connects to the overall star wars story you kind of hit on mm, it yeah please too. please go for uh, it if i was to subtitle this like a, a like a book or a novel you know obi-wan kenobi's the title subtitle i'd put change choice in the continuation of the journey you've already begun or just put come on, you've got a ways to go. <laughs> I um, and I thought that was a wonderful, a uh, real poignant and powerful ending, a great use of Qui God. We can talk about that here in a bit. And of course, Liam Neeson was trying to hide that he was in it with that comment that came out. I wouldn't do TV.
1: Of course you would. Come on. Um, That's extra funny with some of the movies he's been doing lately.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. Uh, good, good, good attempt. Good attempt. Um, but yeah i think i think that's the big picture of it all to me uh, you you keep using the word you know evolve and and uh, i think that's a great way to look at it. i think that's why i was uh, moved particularly uh, by bail uh, it, it's not just again it's not just parenting 101 or mentorship 101 it is just human being 101 um the continuing um drive and attempts and, and, in uh, you know, hopefully desire to make yourself better to not move, uh, uh again, to pull it, not to pull in specific real world stuff, but it's, it's just things I've dealt with in my own life recently or even my own family, my own parents have just like, your foot is down for what reason? Cause it's only hurting you right now. And you're losing things. You're losing so many things and so many people around you because you are firmly planted, not in a, I know myself kind of way, but in I'm not going forward, not on, uh, not me. I got here and I'm stopping. Uh, and this series, and I think a lot about it, Book of Boba Fett, too, has this, like, different examples of how to move forward and change and grow. And come on, you've got a ways to go. We're not done yet. The past in front of you. Oh,
1: yeah. The, yeah, the 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 past is with you, but the future is ahead. And I think it speaks to what, what was going on yeah. with Obi-Wan of being willing to be like, oh, I, Obi-Wan is a... a a proud good kind Jedi and and willing to sacrifice himself for the future but there's that real question of like but is that necessary is is now Mm -hmm. your time or do you still have a ways to go do you still have you know things you need to do and I feel like that's a, a great part of that, that end beat, too, of like, now is not your time. This is not your destiny yet.
4: And I love what you say. If the past is with you, Tala, you know, rest in peace, Tala and Terra Farma mm. had a very impactful moment and a very impactful thing in this story. And, and um, it just, yeah, it, it, it'll be, I think, will become more powerful over time on rewatches of the series of this whole thing. Some things can't be forgotten. And that is scary. That is really scary. Mm. Like we always say, again, bringing in that caveat uh, all these big life things are not easy not suggesting it but the beauty of these morality tales and plays is that like here's just some things to consider and some things to work to and i think you saying right there the past is with you and and palpatine's the one going kill it kill it don't learn from it and then kylo picks up on that energy later on as we know (laughs) that's the point of that that's the point of why it's in those stories and why the evils the old evils are using that kind of stuff Um, Because it's just simply about uh, moving forward. And I always say Star Wars is Star Wars is telling you your journey has already begun. You Mm -hmm. might not be able to see it and you might have to find ways to see it. Look at the quick on teasing Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan right here the whole time, buddy. Um, (laughs) It's powerful. It's powerful. Change choice in the continuation of the journey you've already already begun
1: yeah absolutely and and I do in that spirit love that uh Kenobi leaves both Luke and Leia kind of with a, a token of the past that will help them move mm. into the people they're going to become, right it. that holster God. and the skyhopper they're both like you're on slightly different trajectories as we've mm-hmm. uh, as mm-hmm. we've joked about and admire, but it is like it's it's a little token from Kenobi that from the past that will help them move toward their future, which is really cool mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah a couple things just little things that that I think reflect themes or or storytelling of Star Wars we're going to talk a lot about the the kind of more direct canon stuff but um I think it'll be really great to have conversations about Kenobi's choice of like you know obviously it's wonderful mercy to walk away from from Vader but it, that question mm-hmm. of like but he but he had him, you know, kind of broken down. You know, it was amazing to see somebody take it to Vader in the way mo- most people can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I think that there's some great Star Wars poetry there of, you, you know, not Kenobi necessarily thinking, well, Vader is, you know, no one should ever touch a hair on Vader's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a poor choice of words. Apologies to Vader's burnt <laughs> head. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But there's some rhythm there with, mm-hmm. you know, Luke saying, to I can't... Save Kylo Mm -hmm. right now. I'm not the person to do it, and Mm -hmm. it would break me to kill him. He, he. This is not the time. This is not the place. I am not the person to do this. And I felt there's some really rhythm with what was going on with with Kenobi. you know saying, yeah. I I have, haunt. I have hated myself for ten years because I chose to kill him. And even if he's not the boy I trained anymore, this is Mm -hmm. not for me. I am not the one to bring the sword to this man.
4: It to me this is the unbreakable Kenobi, and he comes to the, the 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 edge of that line so many times during this even episode, but the series right, and probably has for the last ten years. We could say we find him broken, um, but the strength of Kenobi during the Clone Wars, as you and I have discussed, literally getting punched in the face time after time, <laughs> literally you know his his uh, one true love uh, killed in front of him, like, and he and he does not break and this i loved looking at this guy after on the shores of mustafar maybe that's the that's the first big break in his life right mm-hmm. um and to recover from that and i think what you're discussing right there and it's yeah you could look at it from a what if you know well look if you would you kill him there maybe you know the empire it's a big big enough blow and maybe this doesn't happen and this doesn't happen and that's 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 at best fun kind of you know, strategy of of the rebellion versus the empire later on, but it's it's what you're saying there. It also may, absolutely makes me think of uh, Luke over Ben, and 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 that shadow passing in that moment of of um, it, it, fear versus hope. It really always comes, but that, but but for him to walk away because we do know what happens. Yes, there's a lot of death and pain yet to come. Um, that might be hard for some to justify for Kenobi to do this. And I'm just talking about the hands of Vader, not the, not even the empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, what it leads to what it truly leads, truly leads to and a a true sense of victory and a true sense of redemption. And that's Luke in this moment. Leia has her path and and she she's valuable in in the way, so many ways, but in in, in her, her leading the rebellion, all that kind of stuff. But anyways, yeah, I love, I, I, cause I think it's, I think it's going to be a question if it isn't already online and it's going to be discussion, discuss, you know, why, why would he just stab him? and, and, you know, put that saber right in that exposed eye, you know, and what, mm-hmm. and what you just said is why it's so important. That would then break him, and who knows what else that would break.
1: Yeah, I think it's very similar with Luke, with Kylo. I think Luke knows that Kylo needs to be saved or stopped uh, eventually, but he is not the person to do it. I, I think there is this this uh, connection of, like, mm-hmm. this is a child I swore to protect, and on some level yeah. they will never not be that to to me, says Obi-Wan about Vader and Luke. Uh, about Kylo and Kenobi's choice, you know, I, I think uh, I'm sure we'll have much heartier discussions about this, but I think mm-hmm. it's part of the reason we spent time with the inquisitors of like, if Vader was gone, how much would change really? You know, um, right? No, the inquisitors would just yeah. swoop in and, and the emperor would have them act out all, all the same horrors. And I yeah. think there's also like, like how much of this is about the force? How much of this is about mm-hmm. Kenobi feeling like, his life is not mine to take in this moment it won't serve me and it won't mm-hmm. serve him and he is in rhythm with the the truth of uh yes vader, vader lives to be redeemed and and you know deal with his own uh mm-hmm. mistakes by stopping palpatine
4: yes yeah no 100% and and, and we know that endgame but uh you know um uh, also to just the nuts and bolts of it i think it is easy to forget the view of vader of the empire by Imperials, by the Inquisitors, is uh, maybe not to, you know, our view of him growing up with this Mm -hmm. big baddie. Uh, I think there's something to be said, even in this episode, I already see, I've already seen a meme out there that's hilarious of there's that moment where the Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor, like puts his head down and is like, I'm going to quit this job. This guy, won't. he just, this guy's killing me. Um, and, and looks really great. Yeah. Look at the Conan Antonio Moti tell, you know, just talking Sass and Vader back in a new hope. There's not a lot of, there's fear. And that's that false sense of respect that Vader, I'm strong. So everyone fears me, Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, I think everyone else has a different view of him. He is truly on Tarkin's leash and Palpatine's leash. And so to to the nuts and bolts view of that. Yes. That's why I said there's some, a lot of individual death and destruction that is caused by Vader, even going forward in the story, comics, Mm -hmm. anything else we know, Empire. Uh, Absolutely. Um, But I don't think it would have changed the big picture.
1: Yeah, and, and there's plenty to be discussed with uh, Obi Wan's perspective, it in, 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 later on, uh, you know, telling telling Luke that mm-hmm. uh, that Anakin is gone and, and Vader needs to be stopped. I think there's there's plenty more still to be discussed, uh, and a part of me kind of likes like this has always been a part of Kenobi's character is <laughs> getting to mm-hmm. debate should he have told Luke the whole truth. You mm-hmm. know, what did he mean by that? Was that the right choice for who, when, all those things yeah. uh, that we'll get to continue to discuss. Uh, another thing I want to be sure to talk about is over all of our excitement and discussion of Kenobi, uh, both of us, but I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've uh, sometimes led the charge on uh, hoping that the Kenobi show would really deal with the line, Obi-Wan once thought as you do, and as far as having it be kind of proactively about uh, Obi-Wan hoping to turn Anakin. I, I saw many people online having uh, the fun, what if he tells Anakin, Padme's last words are was, mm-hmm. we're still believing in you and uh, I, I think that what we got instead of that which I uh, was very very happy with is that um, just that that great small elegant scene of Kenobi's emotional reaction to seeing Anakin and trying mm-hmm. to speak to Anakin and trying to apologize to Anakin Invader's very forceful Anakin doesn't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. And for me, that made a, a really, really nice connection to the Obi-Wan once thought as you do, uh, because L- Luke is saying there's still good in you, but also what he's saying in that scene in Return of the Jedi is I've accepted the truth that you were once Anakin Skywalker, my father, and that name no longer has any meaning for me. I feel like that to me is is now the connection point between those scenes mm-hmm. of uh, both Obi-Wan and Luke sort of asking the uh, is there still good in you question by framing it as you are Anakin. This Vader thing is a is a lie and a misstep and you're, you're not admitting it uh, to yourself mm. and Vader pushing back and going, no, there's no Anakin.
4: Yeah. Uh, first of all, don't be too harsh on yourself there. You live and breathe <laughs> Kenobi, but I'm, I was right there with you too. And I think it does in a way. Um, Almost uh, I don't want to say, yeah I was it's almost like a almost a more artistic connection than I would have written right I would have written the direct so hey Padme said this just so you're aware you know <laughs> that's why i'm I'm writing sketches and not these shows um i i I, I do think it, it it um it's not just a connection it's real hey here's a, our favorite term emotional canon it's the spirit of it and and you're you are now not just taking one line that we were focusing on uh, because we should it's a great line it'll be one once other you you're taking the whole scene. And it is reminiscent and it is, it's, it's, it's to what you said earlier, it's Kenobi apologizing and crying for Anakin and that Mm -hmm. one eye looking back and going, I killed him. So it does, uh, it's really spiritually aligned.
1: Yeah, no, to me, I feel like it is without belaboring the point that the, the spirit of that is there is that that I'm sure that's Obi-Wan's hope is that the yellow fades a little bit and, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in Anakin, you know berates him or apologizes or gives him any opening i feel like it was i feel like it is a legitimate story and an interesting story to have to have had obi-wan really try to get through to him but i also think that uh, this is i want to embrace the story we're presented with and i think the story that we've been presented with is uh when obi-wan rips himself wide open he gets nothing back Mm -hmm. to make him think that there's a possibility of getting through to Anakin. He gets the door shut in his face immediately. And I'm really satisfied with that. Yeah. Yeah. Got you there. Uh, two other little things. We already talked about it. I, I just, I love the brew and Owen accuracy. This is the action version of what they do in a new hope. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, and inst- Owen's instincts are run and hide, keep, keep Luke, Luke uh, you know, uh, safe at all costs. And Bruce's instinct is, come on, let's deal with reality.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. Uh, it, I guess you could say it ties to the big things because it is definitely uh, the, the concepts of fear and hope. And uh, time and time again, the reason we keep hammering on it, because Star Wars is built on those things to me. Um, yeah. yeah. But I re- her line of where enough, you and me. That's, that's a mm. great line. That's a great line. Yeah. And then just the play, you know, oh, and if something happens to you, run, which is not a bad strategy. It's what they <laughs> talked about. But then Baru got to be in. It's going to be OK. Um, you know, it, it, you don't want to have false hope, but I, I just it, it's it's a great example of, of them. And I love yellow. It's the action version of the dinner scene.
1: It is. It really is. Like, come on, he's not going to, you got to deal with reality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Final thing for me is uh, found family is always huge in Star Wars. And I thought there were a couple of really beautiful moments of it here of, uh, of Riva saying to Owen, you really love the boy. Like he's your own. And that great grumpy, he is my own. Mm -hmm. I don't talk about my feelings much, but here they are, you know, (laughs) it's so great about found family. And then I've already seen people really celebrating it uh, uh, online of after uh, Obi-Wan gives this great gift to Leia of telling her a little bit more about her real parents uh. and kind of being afraid for her that, you know, how is she going to feel that I, that she can't hear more, that she can't know them, and just her turning to Bale and Brea and it kind of having this, like, I mean, it's, it's a little Leia learning, I have everything I need, right? It, to me, like, yep. I can almost hear older Leia saying that to Ray I have everything I need in this family. You know, it's just as real as my biological parents.
4: That's that's a big force center. Well said for me, I'm going to talk more uh, in this episode and probably more when we're going to do maybe a look back next week of what the series has done for Leia. And you're so right. Was it a direct, direct, direct call? She doesn't she hasn't looked her 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 adoptive parents and go, don't worry, Ben, I have everything I need. Right. She doesn't say that, (laughs) but it's there. And it's there is yeah. what we're learning about the character. So, so great stuff there as well. And, and one final one for me, if I may. Uh, you already we, t- we talked about it, but I, I do want to put this into the the overall Star Wars story connection. Just the use of the word weak. And the view of what weak mm-hmm. means to people and how that ties to Palpatine, the big evil uh, in it all. And, yes, as the Star Wars story expands, we'll move beyond um, just having Palpatine around. I know. Don't worry. Somehow he won't come back all the time, friends. I get it. <laughs> but he is the devil. He is the center of this saga's evil. And his view and the view that flows out from him into the galaxy, maybe even to our world, on what people consider weak. And how other people know that's what goes into that is actually strength. That's actually what heals and actually what moves forward. It's it's pretty clear mm-hmm. in this episode, but it's a big Star Wars thing, and, and I just wanted to
1: highlight that one. Absolutely, the, the the last you know twenty minutes of the episode could not be more clear. Of like, look, uh, Vader's castle looks cool as hell from like a space fantasy (laughs) way out you know hey I I want a black light poster of Vader's castle (laughs) it looks cool as hell and I love Palpatine we're going to talk about it more yeah but what do you feel on Mustafar when it's just these two angry people using one another and what do you feel when it's Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan gifting Leia on Alderaan and Leia connecting with her parents and uh, Luke getting a toy from this You know, intriguing, strange, you know, mysterious figure. That smile on Luke's face. Just the utter contrast between Mm -hmm. the fear and the hope in the in the choosing light is really powerful. In the end of this episode, absolutely. All right, and with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to discuss even more Kenobi.
0: Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: we are back to continue our discussion of part six of the Obi-Wan Kenobi television show. I feel like I'm describing a variety show every time I say that, which I'd also be happy to see. Uh, we're going to discuss canon, action, some comedy moments. Uh, but what we really uh, want to start with is big canon stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. We'll start with some big stuff. Then we're going to talk some poetry, some smoothing out the lore, some lore smoothing. Let's start, uh, Ken, though, with, with Qui-Gon. What did you think of Qui Gon's appearance? Uh, Where you, you were hopeful for it as well, right? Mm-hmm. Take me through your Qui Gon feelings.
4: I, I, yeah, I was, I was so sure Qui Gon was in this series, and for so many different reasons, including uh, was a Kristen Baver's book about the the Skywalker uh, story, and and saying, yeah, Obi Wan started talking to him about ten years into his ta- Tatooine thing, like that was that was mm-hmm. hard to ignore, right? It was hard to yeah. Uh, even with uh, Liam Neeson going, I've, n- I've never seen TV shows. I'd never do one at all. I don't even know what streaming is. God bless him. I love that man. Um, it was, uh, and, and, he, and you, sir, you know, had said like, it just makes a lot of sense. You said this off air and on. It just makes a lot of sense uh, to that this is uh, not a reward. Like you get a candy at the end of your, your, your meal, uh, but that you need to earn this, uh, Obi-Wan. You need to get to this point. Uh, you need to see it. And I thought to get it th- this way and to get it with um, a lot of whimsy to it,
5: mm-hmm. I, I think it
4: could have been in the dead of the night. It could have been him at the hut. You know, he could have moved in, put everything where he needed, and then got woken up at the, the witching hour three in the morning and the ghost of Qui-Gon or <laughs> him. But I love that it. it's on the journey. It's on the way. And it was sweet. It was funny, slightly awkward. I loved, I loved everything about it. I loved everything about it, including yeah. his beard, I'll say. His wig beard. <laughs>
1: I absolutely, uh, yeah, loved everything about it. I, I was very hopeful for it. It did make sense to me. Uh, yeah, not not as a reward, but as, you know, it, it isn't just, you know, phone a friend. It is you need to be in the right place mm-hmm. uh, in order to commune uh, uh yeah. with the four spirits you know like what was going on with ray in in rise of Skywalker right mm-hmm. um like uh, luke seeming to need to to grow in his in his force abilities to commune more fully uh with obi-wan all of those things um but I, what i really loved about it is the way it was uh staged that mm. quigon what didn't appear looking at obi-wan it was almost like I've literally been at this sort of desert crossroads facing the future. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Waiting for you so we could continue uh, your journey together. Right. And and that's there in the dialogue of, I was always here. You were not ready to see And come on. We've got a lot of ways to go. So I love that. I, I love that. It wasn't a, you know, appearing in a moment of, of like a deep, uh, physical need right um, yeah but it really was like you you're, you're taking your next uh, steps on a larger path and I am a part of that path so once you're on it I'll be right here and then I just I thought it was really well done throughout the show that we get a little fun Obi-Wan snark even in the first episode with him uh, bartering with the Jawa mm. um, and, we, and we get little sparks of uh, witty snarky Uh, playful Kenobi but a lot of it is buried by his trauma and his pain and encounters with Vader and Mm. particularly in the in this episode a lot of that was coming back as he came back to hope he's got some great Mm. quips early on with Leia and you know literally just having a a good old chuckle at a joke right yeah and I love that that was taken through to hear that it it was meaningful and it was somber but it was playful it was Obi-Wan like I'm back to myself which means you know my first interaction with my long gone master that I've been pining and begging to commune with for 10 years. My first interaction is a little bit of verbal sparring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I really, really love that of the took you long enough, you know, and I I waiting for you, you know, it was, it was really great.
4: No, it it totally, uh, totally tracks, totally tracks for the first moments we've seen them together. Even uh, reading master and apprentice just, uh, um, You know, not underlying tension or competition, but just that's that's the relationship. That was it. I loved it.
1: Yeah. And that this is a part of the light side. It isn't just, you know, you know, being unbreakable and facing the fear that it is just Mm -hmm. being joyful in the day to day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of joyful, uh, unless you have more Qui-Gon thoughts, let's move on to Sidious. (laughs)
4: Let's do it. Yes. The dark and the light.
1: Emperor Sheev, Darth Sidious, Palpatine Hollow Call. Uh now now that we've uh we've seen Palpatine uh back in Kenobi and we've seen that Senate scene in in Andor, I'm I'm hopeful for some palpiting quality time there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh I had been really hoping just from some of the uh the concept art of Vader in his uh, Dark Castle business call. <laughs> yeah. And then then we saw Riva Riva call early on. It's like oh, maybe but it, it, it made so much sense to me to have Shiva appear, and I was so happy to see him in a way it felt like good. Like um uh Obi-Wan gets to see his father figure of Qui-Gon and and Vader has to have an upsetting Phone call with his mean dad, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so uh, I really love that it happened at all. Such a huge fan of of palpatine uh but what did you think of the hollow call and in, in the content we talked about it a little bit in terms of the deep themes, but just were you joyful to see it? Did you like it? Yeah. were you weirded out What uh, do you think
4: no no, no, it's a, like you know I've said like the the more Ian mcDonald being the emperor we can get from. Now, until we no longer can, just do it. Just do it. I want it. I want it in Andor. I want it in Ahsoka. I, you know, and I don't really need, like, I'm at a point where, like, there was a couple years ago, the idea of a uh, young Palpatine ruins the day type of series or something would be intriguing. And there's a lot I think I I, I would want to see or, or maybe even learn. But I, I'm to the point now, and I think Rise of Skywalker drove this point home of. He is, he is evil at the center of it all, and I don't need to know how he got there. He doesn't represent any of those things in the story. He is not representing redemption, shades of gray, nuance. He is evil. And to even just this moment, it's fun. You get a little nostalgia pop, or you just get a little, not even nostalgia, you just get a little, ah, there's me, McDermott is the emperor. And then it's poignant and it's purposeful and it's powerful and it is what you're talking about. It's the light side. Hey friend, I'm here with you on your journey forward. And then it's like, no, you're stuck right here with me. (laughs) It's so just fun. Star Wars in its own way, but also so purposeful and powerful, like I said before. So loved it. Loved everything about it.
1: Yeah, I, I it was just, yeah. I, anytime you can see Ian McDermott it, it, is Palpatine. Absolutely wonderful. And I'm with you. I, my headcanon for Palpatine is uh, in the Star Wars galaxy, uh, in philosophy, I don't think anyone is just, like, wakes up going evil. I mm-hmm. think something broke him. He gave in to fear. He gave in to anger. Something broke him. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating about him and makes him the big bad is he never looked back. And he's not yeah. honest with himself about his fear. He fears the Jedi, right? The yeah. Jedi are relentless. <laughs> relentless. <laughs> That's a fear line, but he won't admit it. Right. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But I'm very happy just kind of having that belief for myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to see that. I, yeah. I don't need to, to know that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what I do need is as many hollow calls as I can get. Um, yes. I, I, all the depth of it. Um, we'll talk about another one of his lines, which was uh, some star Wars poetry. Um, but I honestly think, like, the very beginning of it was probably my favorite because we saw, like, the whole torso, and he's got that great, weird, specific way that he holds his hands. Yes. <laughs> uh, the little dangle hands of mm-hmm. danger where it's just, like, it really looks like well, you're holding your hands very awkwardly, but, like, knowing him, it's almost like, yeah, be- that's because at any second I might want to fly up and, <laughs> and zap you with horrific evil lightning.
4: Yeah, yeah. I almost want to see, like, a little crackle every now and then on his on his fingertips, like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sure that bit has been done somewhere of uh, Vader with some uh, space or, or Palpatine with some space fantasy uh, nail file and the lightning going shh, 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 he trims those mm-hmm. very nasty nails uh, but also I just love that Palpatine you know he goes back and forth in, in all of his dialogue between just seething and, and saying exactly what he means do mm-hmm. it right and mm-hmm. you know your aggressive tendencies boy and then he does the playful like what uh did you want a candy what's the problem <laughs> what's what's going on buddy you doing okay today you know like yeah. he does that with luke in his original appearance and i love that that was his first line of you seem agitated my friend <laughs> oh I, it I is put, such uh, a great way to just pry in and like y- yeah the the guy with burns over some entire body who just went through massive trauma and got owned by his master again. Like the cruelty uh, of the manipulation and the understatement of mm. you seem agitated. My friend, is anything bothering you while you sit alone in your castle overlooking the place you were, where you were horribly wounded? Is anything bugging you? Yeah.
4: I put that as the joke log cause there wasn't a ton of comedy in, in these episodes, but there it was there. Um, but that was my favorite joke of the episode <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't written as a joke but just the way the way mcdarva just plays it perfect i mean you shout him out to the high of heavens why why we have him here in a holocaust you seem agitated my friend such a like
1: yeah you think you think yeah. man yep yep i took so many screenshots of that uh, i i mm-hmm. don't like post them until a little while for uh for spoiler mm-hmm. clearance in the next couple of days but uh, i i can see that becoming a uh uh, a much used screenshot on social media. <laughs> yes, yes, you seem agitated, my friend. Uh, all right, moving on uh, from Palpatine. Another big canon thing that a lot of people were excited about. I guess not even sort of canon aesthetic. Uh, Obi Wan's final outfit, I think, does have have great meaning with the uh, the brightness yeah. of those robes, the Jedi ness uh, of the the uh, longer brown cloak uh the packed up and ready to be on the move onto the next adventure it all has meaning but it is also just straight up the sideshow collectibles mythos figure right Uh, as well as staring at it
4: right now and yes
1: yeah you have it right (laughs) in your home right Uh, with a little bit more the young alec guinness face uh but that was the costume with the goggles and everything and it's appeared in some marvel comics as well so how did you feel about that
4: I loved it. Loved on that level. We just need the clone arm, armor on his backpack and, and we're good to go there. Uh, maybe I guess he didn't bring that on this trip. Uh, no, I, I I loved it. I love the journey of it. it. It is very purposeful with the way we see it. Because remember, we we're so excited to see uh, I'm in my blue phase, Kenobi, uh, mm-hmm. even before the series started. Hell, we were excited to see sweatpants, no shoes, Kenobi, uh, taking a nap. Um, but uh, it, it, it's really just indicative of the journey and the end result uh, of everything he's gone through. So loved it and and yes more figures please
1: yeah we went from uh work from home in the cave kenobi <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh eating my feelings maybe depressed kenobi uh all the way to i am starting a new and unknown adventure yeah yeah, yeah. so it, that that was really really cool to see uh and and you know a lot of excitement about that online obviously uh, can i have a long list of what i'm describing as star wars poetry um yeah so I'm, I'm going to get into it and we can compare and contrast our lists and see what we want to talk about. Oh. Um, I think this is mostly in order uh, right off the bat. We have Leia not only being pursued uh, by a star destroyer, but Leia being pursued by Vader aboard the devastator is mm-hmm. <laughs> the beginning of a new hope, uh, right down to some of the shots looking very much like a new hope. Do you have any thoughts or reactions to that one?
4: Uh, I'm, just, I'm just going to say for a lot of them, I really love them. <laughs> But but yeah no um uh I know there's been some stuff out there of all six episodes kind of connecting directly to episodes one two and three four five six in the films right of just big mm-hmm. things in there and this one has a lot of that to be clear um yeah I I just uh, yeah it was good to see the Devastator in action which yeah. is weird to say i'm not rooting
1: <laughs> yeah increased firepower great um I, I, I wasn't as on the nose but definitely uh obi-wan giving uh leia the the gift of tall holster and mm. saying you know a, a paraphrase of uh would have wanted you to have it um yeah. I, I thought that one was you know lovely and, and elegant and, and tied to these themes and mm-hmm. um tied to even what was going on with the skyhopper later on um totally Totally. we get we get young Luke Skywalker quoting his later self saying I'm not afraid
4: <laughs> who who here listening to this pod didn't in your living room go you will be you will be <laughs>
1: I'm sure that uh that video mock up already exists of, uh, of Yoda saying that to poor child. That one tracked for me of then you know, that that's who Luke is. He doesn't fully yeah. much like when he's older. He doesn't fully understand the danger. Right. right. And he is like his father and his mother uh fearless and brave. Indeed. Um Kenobi directly quotes himself, "I will do what I must." And then just goes full Kenobi with that battle stance. Uh, mm. In terms of the battle stance, this is something that uh, you and I, and I'm sure many other people talked about of the, the evolution of o- Obi-Wan using his blade from the, the first ignition being a very cool, but very fearful mm. one of where is Vader? I'm not ready for this uh, down to, I am centered. I have, uh, you know, I, I, I have remembered who I am in many ways including tapping into the force and being ready to do battle. Uh, so I thought that was great that we got the the full Kenobi battle stance. How did you feel about uh, Kenobi quoting himself and saying, I will do what I must?
4: I wouldn't have missed it if it wasn't there. You know what I mean? I would have been like, mm. that's funny. They didn't reference that. Uh, so it's, I don't, I don't even think it was super, super meta because I could just see him. That fight is in Kenobi's brain, right? It's not like he doesn't remember it. <laughs> so I think he's kind of like, yeah, we're here. We are again. And a little bit of a, uh, you know, uh, almost like the circle's not complete in his own in Kenobi's mind. So, anyways, I'm okay with it. I, 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 but like I said, if that hadn't been there, it wouldn't have been like, oh, that was weird. Uh, so at the end of the day, it just kind of becomes this fun little thing for me. Not that it doesn't have great
1: meaning, just as a Star yeah. Wars fan, it's
4: like, yeah yeah, 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 there you go. There you go. Say it, say it.
1: Yeah, I I think for me, I've always loved that uh, exchange. I will do what I must and you will try. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a part of me that was like had this like a conflicted emotional reaction of like, I'm happy to hear it again. Uh, but it was also like now I, I, I it's one of the ones that like uh, sometimes bumps me out of my first viewing of like, ooh how many of these are, are there going to be? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and is it going to make me feel like, again, the, what bothers me about them is feeling like I'm seeing the writers rather than the show. Uh, by the time I rewatch the show, I really like it because now I see its purpose, yeah. uh, which is that I think Obi-Wan starts this battle a little bit more in that the headspace of I need to protect the the people escaping. I need to protect the path. Uh, I, I can't fail. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I need to stop him just like he w- the headspace he was in at the beginning of their battle on Mustafar. And then he ends up in a different headspace at the end. So I think kind of signposting he's starting in, in this place. Yeah. And he's going to end up somewhere different than he did on Mustafar really works for me. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, this one isn't explicit, but I, I did wonder if it was going to be made explicit uh, when Vader does his cool move and drops Kenobi in the pit. And uh, Kenobi's looking up and Vader literally has the high ground. There's a part of me. Is, is Vader going to say, I nah. have the high ground now? And I'm, I'm glad he didn't. Uh, uh, but did you, did you immediately look at him and think, high ground, high ground?
4: I uh, know I didn't because I, I was a little bit, uh, you know, I loved the uh, Kenobi leaping on, taking a quick uh, step to the high ground and leaping off of it to uh, attack Vader. Again, was that direct? No, not necessarily, but uh, I just kind of, I had more fun with that one, but yeah, I, I that, that would have been a, maybe a bridge too far for me. Maybe.
1: Yeah. I'm happy to just think that one. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Invader has that line about, you know, I That's have defeated you, my master. didn't write that one down. Uh, and then of course we, we do have, um, what a lot of fans, I think, imagined when we learned that it would indeed be Hayden Christensen portraying Vader, all the different ways that that would express itself mm-hmm. uh, from flashbacks to possibly the mask being cut. Uh, Obi-Wan does indeed cut Vader's mask, just like Ahsoka will uh, a few years from this story. How did you feel about that repetition?
4: I, I, th- in a weird way, I think, we, like you said, we all kind of knew it was coming, which is w- which I said up, up top of this episode of sometimes this series hit so just spot on with some predictions or thoughts or wouldn't it be cool's mm-hmm. that it, it it was it was so wonderful for me to be like oh it it did it and it worked right it did it and it worked and it and it and it um, it got the point across succeeded and just was cool it's it's uh, having watched it a few more times it's haunting it's a horror show mm-hmm. man and and how it kind of lines up to that is. Um, Kind of the uh, we see both of Hayden's eyes in the shot in Revenge of the Sith, but you know, when he turns to the camera and his eyes are, are yellow and, and, mm-hmm. and on Mustafar, it's like that's the eye we're kind of focusing on in a weird way. Um, mm-hmm. and to see it now, and to see what it's become but comparing it to the, the repetition of the Ahsoka thing. Uh, I actually, again, I think I love to I think I expected it so much. The cut is the, the slice I watched. So I watched that scene this morning. It's the last thing I watched before we press record is I had the rebels, um, Twilight mm-hmm. of the apprentice part two up and it's the same kind of cut. it it's almost looks the same, which I, I, I would love to hear or see in Disney gallery, how much, yeah, how intentional it was or just, Hey, that's what you, uh, you, you made it. But, um, so I'm fine with it. And also, this is uh, I never want to have this taken the wrong way because I think Rebels is some of the best Star Wars content. I'm telling you, not, a lot, not everyone's seen that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even in my own house, I can tell you that's never been seen <laughs> other than by me and the Chihuahuas. Uh, so Grace, <laughs> uh, Grace, my, my partner, you and I always kind of share experiences of, of sh- watching the shows with um, people uh, and partners that love Star Wars but don't live it every second like you and I do and need to sometimes for the show. That might be one of my favorite reactions of watching her see
1: Star Wars ever. Uh, I've it, seen the, 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 the Obi-Wan cut yep. Vader's mask and she, have it spark and slowly rise. She didn't breathe for two minutes. I mean, you know, maybe got a <laughs>
4: breath in there. She's alive. Um ha- Held her hands up like, <gasps> and uh, I love that. And, and I don't mean that to, to slight animation as a genre <laughs> or slight Rebels. This moment, I think, will always be viewed more than that Ahsoka moment, right? Right or wrong, mm-hmm. that's my my yep. my thought on it. And so, I was glad it was here. Happy with the repetition. I can de- deal with that and work with that, and and feel um, the importance of that as a fan. But for those so many like her, um, and I want you all to watch Rebels. But for so many like her, okay. and other, you know, just it it, it it probably is one of the more impactful moments in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really agree with you. I think you're having a real uh, Baru approach of let's just deal with reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of um, you know, I have I, I will get this evening to uh, watch it with my wife Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, who's just been loving this. Watch Rebels with me, but again, yeah, l- l- mm-hmm. like like you're saying, is not living and breathing it every day, and she may or may not remember that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that the moment is so powerful; it's so needed, right? You need Obi Wan and Anakin to make that connection you know forget the like it's hayden and we need to we want Mm -hmm. to see his face Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously that's huge that's a huge part of what what gives it power but you know Mm -hmm. that's kind of thinking it from a like a real world logistics place right yeah yeah um putting that aside which is important uh in just focusing on the characters and what what does Obi what do obi-wan invader need to make this connection where there can be an attempt Mm -hmm. that connection and an attempt that honesty like leaving that on the table just because something similar happened, you know, mm-hmm. in animation. And again, yeah, no slight against animation. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. just really see like, that would be for me, it would, It. I wouldn't agree with the decision to leave it on the table just because something similar happens. Right. And like with all things, it's, it's how you choose to look at it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. your focus determines your reality. And for me, uh, uh, maybe someday we'll get uh, a great scene with, uh, you know, uh, Ahsoka and uh, an Obi Wan uh, mm-hmm. discussing, uh, you know, what it felt like to confront him, and like, oh, you 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 mm-hmm. cut his mask too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I think if it was like this is a random fight in the comics he had with Boba Fett, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. Boba Fett did it, and like, okay, fine. To me, there, you, you know, fo- your focus determines your reality. Way I find it interesting and powerful that that is the instinct of the people who are closest to him mm-hmm. to need to open up the armor and see if he's still in there. Yeah. Uh, to, and see if it makes a difference to him. See if it makes a difference to you. It makes a lot of sense as a tactic for the, the people who are closest to him.
4: Oh yeah. You know, very much so. And look for, for Vader, it's like, buddy, unless you change, this is going to keep happening to you. People you love are going to crack open your helmets, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like And, and, and um, you know, and look, and look where it ends up, where, where, where he, he finally takes the mask off or asks to have the mask off and, and does not want to put it back on in the end and finds true mm-hmm. peace there, right? Like, yeah. you know, and even go back, going back to the shot in Revenge of the Sith, the epic shot of the mask coming down and the breath and all that stuff. The mask is powerful. The mask is, uh, it it is uh, one of the most important, important symbols in pop culture history. And to see it used in this way, I, 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 I'm happy it was there. I really love that.
1: Yeah, and it does. I I love that you're bringing in, you know, the the final unmasking into it mm-hmm. because it it does add power to the, you know, uh Luke is the mm-hmm. one who who finally helps him truly remove the mask of his own will. It's yeah. really powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh moving on then, we we have uh some good Star Wars poetry where Obi-Wan says uh to Vader after he says he has killed Anakin. Uh, then my friend is truly dead, which is a pretty clear uh, future uh, echo of Luke's. Then my father is truly dead. Again, really connecting mm-hmm. this scene directly with the hallway scene from Return of the Jedi. Uh, how did you feel about that?
4: So funny. Uh, this is why we watch things a couple of times. The first time he said it, I literally had that mind in the back of my mind. I was like, God, it sounds so familiar. Like, has that, been, has that been used in other like things before? Like a western, I watched. <laughs> like had no had no connection to it immediately that it was Luke's line. And even though you is that and I from did this, Young Guns too, yes. yes. Billy kids say that. Um, yeah, and uh, and yeah, you and I did the scene by scene breakdown of it. It's a big moment, and also the second time around, and went like, oh, dummy, yeah, of course, yes. So yeah, yeah love it.
1: Yeah, I, I really, really do like it. Of of it, for me, it, it both instances, it is Obi Wan and Luke. I think saying. I hear that you are making a choice that you are gonna deny mm-hmm. that there is anything uh, of this good man who was Anakin then then I'm gonna consider I'm going to take you at your word that you have made your choice yeah. fine 100%. um in a great sort of poetic way uh, to say it in a great way to directly connect those scenes. Uh, then we got some some Palpatine Palpatine future quoting himself as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, "I wonder if your thoughts on this are clear, Lord Vader." Mm-hmm. Uh, in this episode, which uh, echoes forward to Return of the Jedi, uh, where he again says to Vader, but this time about Luke, "I wonder if your feelings on this matter are clear, Lord Vader." Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you? How did you feel about Palpatine quoting himself? Uh, again,
4: I, I take it as, and this could very well just be me. That kind of stuff uh, is, is both fun, right? It's, it's Clone War seasons one and, 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 and until two where you're, you, you're, you're you're putting the lines out there that we know. It doesn't stop there for, for me. And this is the why of it is the repeating uh, cycles. We're, we're, we got a whole episode that's about evolving, change, growth, breaking the cycles. And that is not what Palpatine's for. So Mm-mm. I like that this is a, a conversation they've probably had a few times and will again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, and, and I like how much it connects uh Obi-Wan and and Luke that in mm-hmm. anybody who has a chance, even a slight chance of breaking through to Anakin is perceived as a as a threat to Palpatine. Yeah. Uh and, and Palpatine needs to manipulate in this way. Um and, and I think for me, this is why we're going down like individually, none of them uh, uh bother me. I think they all work. I also think there, there's, you know, with, with somebody like Palpatine, who is, it is about re- the repetition. It is about mm-hmm. being trapped in a cycle. And it's also like, um, I think he probably says a lot of the same things. <laughs>
4: He's uh, got nothing, man. It's like listening to one of those, uh, you know, weird uh, self-help gurus out there. It's like you're eating a cherry pie and thinking you're getting your fruits and veggies for the day. It ain't nothing there and they they're just saying the same things over and over but you know by the way if you get help from those folks I'm not insulting you but like palpatine's just got a few things in his arsenal because it's all just there mm-hmm. to trap you
1: yeah yeah absolutely uh so uh excited to see palpatine continue to manipulate uh in, in very similar ways including uh sentence structure <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh you know changing from uh, my friend to lord vader um The, will I ever see you again from Leia just kind of hit me like a gut punch and, heard, you know, those same words from Anakin to, to his mom. Did, did you clock that, feel that? Where were you at with that?
4: I felt, felt it as both a a reference and, and the emotional canon to that. Um, and knowing the, the, the path Anakin unfortunately takes and knowing the path that she will take, right. And is on, Mm -hmm. uh, and how they both react to that differently. Uh, now granted, in defense of young Anakin, it's his mother and the yeah. situation's a lot different. Um, but it, 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 I love again, going to, I have everything I need. It's a hundred percent the spirit of that. Um, and it's sad and it's sad because unless they're, you know, unless we got a, another interesting story surprise coming our way with a season two or all that stuff. I don't really consider, she doesn't really see him again. Dilly's he's, he's, he's going. Um, yep, so he is
1: uh, smiling at her yeah. on board, the death star. Yeah. And
4: um. And that's, that, 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 that's pretty powerful to me. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. And then uh, final on the star Wars poetry list. I'm sure there might be some other stuff, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, hello there. Uh, that was, <laughs> there's a lot in the end that, uh, that made me weepy. Uh, uh, the kindness of Owen saying you want to meet him and mm-hmm. seeing Obi-Wan through Luke's eyes, you know, is this intriguing a man who looks like he's uh, about to begin an adventure and carrying that toy. um, mm. Man, it re- and just the, for me, the weight of, you know, having this story be important to me for a long time and mm. seeing, like, Obi-Wan is going to meet Luke and then to have the, to me, totally earned cherry on the top of hello there. I just loved it. How did you feel about it?
4: I cried. Um, You said earlier it was <laughs> well-earned. Yes, it is a catchphrase. It's become something again. It's, it's something that uh, emerged years later. I I don't think Lucas or Alec Guinness meant that as a Obi-Wan catchphrase, Um, nor did Akbar when he said it's a trap, but it becomes that. uh, And it is that right. It is that now. So, you know, that it's been fun and he got so close with hello and episode three uh, to have him actually say it. it, it, You said it best. It just was well-earned and it, and it got me, It, it, it hit me in the, it hit me in the feels.
1: Yeah, because it, it, it is this, you know, fun, playful, you know, distinctive greeting. It, yeah. it is, you know, a kind reveal and a new hope when you don't know who this person is in the hood and making mm. this weird noise. And in special editions, it's only gotten weirder. So <laughs> yes. who is that making a weird noise? R2 is still nervous. And then the friendly, hey, mm. it's just me. It's just, just Ben Kenobi. And then, you yeah. know, using it, deploying it in, in a... Uh, taunting uh, isn't it funny that i'm being so casual in a not casual situation with grievous which is what you know yeah. rocketed it uh to its level of fame uh th- those two uses and i think you know i really love that we didn't get you know halfway through the show a kind of sad broken nervous whatever yeah, hello there
4: mm-hmm.
1: i love that we got it as just like i'm greeting this child who doesn't know me but it means the world to me mm-hmm. and i'm greeting him in this just fun, friendly, disarming way. It felt so emotionally honest that I think that's what I maybe what I mean by well earned is it made perfect sense for the character and the moment. So it yeah. didn't ring out as we got his catchphrase in to me at all.
4: No, no, uh no, and I'm I'm hey, I'm sure in the wilds of the internet some would disagree, but I, I think it's how uh, how much you just feel it and how much you open yourself up to what these uh episodes of the series have uh, been, you know, trying to do and just the emotions of it all. And it is it is a hey, Kenobi says this, right, right? It is that. Uh, but here's the right way to deliver it, is what I thought.
1: Yeah. So um moving on then, and let's uh to, to some of the sort of smoothing out the lore bits, a lot of the things that that people have been you know, either asked about or been worried about this disrupting. And I know people are going to have uh, many different and strong opinions about whether this show disrupted canon. Uh, But I just want to take a look at a couple of those moments. Uh, Once Obi-Wan accepts uh, that Anakin is truly gone and he does not see the point in continuing the fight, he says, goodbye, Darth. Uh, this has, of course been discussed a lot of, Hey, why does, why does Obi-Wan in, in a new hope call him Darth was well, uh, the probably real world version is that Lucas didn't know it was a title at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then since then, I think uh, different, uh, fans. And I, I think it's even been, maybe even been in some books. Uh, I, I can't remember honestly yeah. of the, yeah. I mean, he's only a master of evil. Darth does kind of work as a, as a taunt. I'm, I'm using your, your title that you have applied to yourself of being a master of the dark side. Uh, How did you feel about it being deployed here in this moment this way?
4: I think it was one of those moments again, that I'll say if it wasn't there, wouldn't have missed it. But Mm -hmm. now that it's there uh, it's, it's um, I don't want to say fun. It's not (laughs) nothing fun around it in that moment. Uh, But it works. I think, I think what works for me is the way McGregor delivers it. Mm Mm-hmm uh it's sad somber some resignation as he moves forward um so whereas the one later on can be looked at as a bit of a taunt oh yeah you're a master of evil darth sure 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 this one is like uh man this guy yeah he's 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 trying to make he he's made himself into something that he wasn't at one point but he is now and i gotta let that go
1: yeah so i think i'm second. in the same yeah i think i'm in the same boat as if i, I look at it simply in this i think it works really well to have obi-wan be i am accepting that you are a different being uh Mm -hmm. that you have made this choice and anakin is is gone and you have made the decision to be this Mm -hmm. um that it all works great i think i didn't need it to fix a new hope for me correct yeah and it's two different things. It's it's not going to bother me because it's um, great for, for the people who are, are, you get consternated by why does he call him Darth? And now it tracks a little bit. Uh, great. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was more important that it it was emotionally uh, impactful for Obi-Wan in this scene, in this show. And I think it was.
4: Yeah. And again, from, to repeat what I just said a little bit, I understand, but like, yeah, I, I think you put it in the script or you talk about doing it and then you, the way you executed is what's going to make it work. And I think McGregor is an actor, Deborah Chow, as a director, finding the through line, finding the emotions there. And it worked really well in the way they executed it, I would say. But again, again, no, not there. I probably wouldn't have uh, said, hey, they didn't do the thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I thought they did a, a good job of making sure that Luke doesn't actually see Reva's Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel about that? I think uh, <laughs> I haven't seen discussion, but I think you said you've already seen discussion about this.
4: It's all, right. yeah, I, you know, I, I, I always take a one eye glance by habit through social media, but I try to avoid it after (laughs) Star Wars content just so I can um, also number one, just you and I can sit down and, and, and go do our analysis as, as, and and discussions as kind of free as from other thoughts as I can and just put mine Mm -hmm. out there. Um, number one. And then two, yeah, I don't want any do- joy I might have dampened, but um, it's there. But I was watching the moment, like, you know, I mean, even last week when you know she's going there, but when it would actually was like, oh, this is going to happen. baruch has got those shotgun blasters, which I just absolutely <laughs> loved. Um, and she's stepping up. I me I was like extra leaning forward like he better not even look and he doesn't. They, they go out of the way, out of their way to, uh, to make sure he's, uh, you know, not doing it.
1: Yep, not yep. seen it. Uh, already running, knocked out. Lots of lots of Luke. Not seeing the lightsaber. Um, we got this line between Obi Wan and Bail. Uh, Obi Wan says, "Well, if you ever need my help again, you know where to find me." Yeah, I feel like that's just you know pretty pretty direct, and obviously Bale says, "I hope it doesn't come to that." I am paraphrasing there; didn't write that one down. Um, any thoughts on on that? Um, yeah, no, I love all the I love all the Bail stuff. No, I, I think I am good with it.
4: I am trying to think. Cool. Yeah, yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything deep to say about mm-hmm. that one. I can understand how some people might feel a little bit too. Like, yes, you're acknowledging the the movie. We all know this is going to, but mm-hmm. it didn't. It didn't bump me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I did actually really like. Uh, obviously, the the whole scene between Obi Wan and Leia. Um, the the great banter and the really meaningful exchange, and him telling her about his his mm-hmm. her, her parents. All that was so great, but then he has that line at the end of but we must be careful. No one must know or it could endanger us both. Uh, And then when she hugs him, she Mm. very purposely calls him Obi-Wan, not Ben. Mm. I I took that as an absolutely great emotional moment and and a truthful thing that Obi-Wan needs to say to this child of like, we can't broadcast that we know each other and we're pals. (laughs) Uh, But it also felt a little bit like clarity on the hologram.
4: Uh, Yeah, it is. And and this is where this particular one, I number one, enjoyed it. I think in a way it was needed like it's weird that they, they they knew going in that they needed to have this uh be addressed once they made the decision to have this series centered around leia so much right um mm-hmm. this had to have been part of discussions uh pablo earning his uh, law advisor uh, <laughs> uh um, thing which is not to to turn his job into something that isn't or anything that, that, that he could um x anything out of uh, the script or anything but just like going hey we got to consider this, this is, is something i'm sure they've had so i like it and i have just grown tired of the uh we even getting some of our comments on youtube particularly because of course youtube of oh, this show breaks continuity this show goes out of its way to not break it mm-hmm. and the continuity being broken is just the one the, the stuff you had in your mind for years Yeah, that's that's really the case uh even even watching the the, the conversation with tarkin and vader again um you know for the lightsaber episode we got coming up he never says the last time I saw him was uh, 10 years ago, two months and three weeks since (laughs) the last time. And that's the way it is that the fact that I spent most of my childhood thinking they hadn't met since the lava fight. That's, that's what I thought. Uh, And I know you and I have had discussions off air and and hinted about it on air, but it's become a little tiresome. It has become the false narrative that gets passed around. Um, And uh, it's this line I think was needed.
1: Yeah, I think for me where I come down on it is I think it's just fine if uh, fans have headcanon and, in, in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things that have maybe been implied uh, from stories yep. or things that you have because you love these stories, spent years in your mind, you know, making up what happened or, or making guesses. That stuff's all fun and that's all great. And if you just say, I like it the way I imagined this and so this isn't for me, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a fine choice to make mm-hmm. for an individual but i think to me the spirit of star of star wars storytelling that has been pioneered by lucas is always want to be open to new ideas and even if we maybe at one point kind of assumed that it, that the story in between was was colored purple hey wait wait no mm. let it's colored green actually i mean yeah. lucas did that a ton with the prequels if you yeah. just watch the original trilogy it kind of sounds like the jedi were just sort of Nomads, and mm-hmm. you know Obi Wan got trained by Yoda, and then he's a he's a wandering space samurai, and he finds Anakin, and and he trains him, and he doesn't do as good a job as Yoda. And then when the prequels come out, and it is a, you know an organized mm-hmm. you know structure, that was one of the things that people bumped against a bunch back in the day yes. for people who grew up with the original trilogy because of ways that we kind of like, well, there's this light implication, so we filled it out in our minds. Yeah. Um, so that's just one example of many where I think this is the tradition of Star Wars of of asking, why not? And I think yeah. if anything, for me, this show does not break canon. If anything, is we're illustrating, it's really going outside of its way to smooth it out and make sure that. There isn't too jarring of a disconnect.
4: Yeah, we're having a wonderful conversation today, so I'll save my drunken whiskey kind of rants for when I have whiskey. I have orange juice right now. Um, but yeah, it's like people have – I had one person I know in the, in, in the space after episode three. Are you – so wait, are you telling me that Leia doesn't remember any of this? I'm like, I'm not telling you anything because the series isn't done yet. You don't know yeah. what she said after six episodes and, he, and here you got it. And then again, what's in our heads is pretty powerful because I've had that stuff too. Without a doubt, you listen to Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan and it sounds like eons ago when he's talking mm-hmm. about this stuff. I don't even talk about, oh, no one's called me Obi-Wan. I'm talking about the Jedi. And so there's a lot of times I'll see conversation pop up of like, ah, you know, and then Lucas said set the prequels only 19 years before. Are you are you not remembering that Luke and Leia were 19 Mm-hmm. In New Hope. He had already set that up whether he wanted to or not. <laughs> I guess he should have aged Luke 35 when Obi Wan finds him <laughs> in the, after the Tuskens <laughs> get him uh, to make it more. It was already there, right? So I grew up thinking that Obi Wan's dreaming about a wistful time 45 years ago. That's impossible yeah. because Luke's 19. Um, so Head Cannon's a wonderful thing. It, it could be, you can use it against yourself there. Uh, and, and this show, that was. Conversation a lot, and I just like that that this moment was there.
1: Yeah, no, me too. I I thought it worked really well, and I think in the big picture, for me, it tracks really well with A New Hope. We've been talked about it a lot. The rewatching A New Hope has a different power in it. Is it, really does. it, it doesn't? To me, it doesn't. Like reimagine a new hope in a mm-hmm. negative way. It just it adds more texture. A new hope is a masterpiece of tip of the iceberg storytelling, and and a, a couple of those tips <laughs> yeah. are: Leia knows Vader. Uh, Leia knows Obi Wan Kenobi. She makes a an appeal from her father in that famous hologram, and ends with an emotional appeal from herself. She mm-hmm. is excited when she hears Ben Kenobi is there on the station with Luke Skywalker, to me, it, it only enhances the emotional canon. And there's, there's nothing to me in a new hope where it sounds like Leia couldn't have experienced this.
4: We'll, we'll do a two hour podcast about this another time, okay. uh, you know, but, <laughs> yes. but, 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 but imagine, you know, especially now based on what we got here, and especially now Leia at 19, knowing the, the stakes, knowing what's going on, especially just coming, running from Scarif, all this kind of stuff's going on. Who knows who gets that message? And if the message is Ben, Hey, guess what? That Darth guy's back. We need, no, she's got it. There's got to be a little bit. There's an emotional appeal, but there's an official, official appeal, uh, appeal going on in my brain, uh, where, Hey, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, you fought in Clone Wars, all that kind of stuff is kind of like, uh, dear sir. Uh, here's my email um, um, and That's the way I kind of look at it now and, and to your point, New Hope has been a film I've obviously lived with my entire life And there's times where I just haven't watched New Hope Where I'll put it on and I start Fading out, not that it's boring Or bad, it's a classic, but as a Star Wars fan So many other things have come out I watched New Hope the other day and there was a new Energy to that film for me uh, That didn't yeah. change my view on it And everything, but just as a fan And, and, and Rogue One has done did that a, a little bit as well and not, not, Actually a lot of it Uh, but this one brought some special new energy to almost every scene in new hope that I haven't experienced in decades, decades.
1: Yeah. For me, this is the third time a new hope has been revolutionized Mm. by storytelling that's come before because Mm. the prequels certainly did that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, every oh, moment yeah. with F- the F- discussions F- of of Obi anything about Obi-Wan and Vader it's it, it, it's now the end of a story that we've seen the beginning of and it was never before the prequels came out then Rogue One came out and you're watching you know Han debate whether he should you know step up and you, you want to scream at Han like Do you know how many people gave their lives? (laughs) You know? Uh, And it was revitalized after Rogue One. And it is um, revitalized is in the right word because if there had never been another Star Wars movie, that movie would be beautiful and great. It's additional gifts. This is the third time I've been gifted uh, to see a new hope in a new light uh, with mm-hmm. this Kenobi show.
4: And we're going to get more storytelling. It's a new eras we're, we got the high Republic era. So to, to the conversations of, oh, I'd love to have something new. I, I understand it. Even though I want to live in this time period for the rest of my star Wars life. I understand it. I'm excited for Acolyte. I'm excited for a lot of other things coming too. I really do. As Star Wars grows, it needs to change. I agree with uh, some of the comments coming out of the Kathleen Kennedy interviews and Taika Waititi. Totally agree. But um, it doesn't hurt to also have this helping uh, a restoke you love for a movie that literally I was one when I first saw, <laughs> and to have yeah. me now come back and go, oh, I, I want to sit down and watch this in a way I haven't watched in years. That's it, that's uh, valuable to me as a Star Wars fan.
1: Yeah, very exciting. Um- last thing uh, for for my list of lore smoothing um is uh getting a a real different sort of emotional why obi-wan lives out beyond the dune sea um Mm. they wrestle with this a little bit in the in the kenobi book the john jackson miller one that's kind of got its own take um i think this is an, an understandable one as the story slowly develops and and the idea becomes uh kenobi is on tatooine to watch over luke and then it's one of those logic things that fans have said like uh, shouldn't he be a little closer? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought this uh, this was taking something that exists in the film and m- making it work in a, in a different way mm-hmm. uh, for me, kind of uh, addressing it uh, that I enjoyed because it's so much about Obi-Wan's emotional journey of I am clinging to what I think is the mission. I am, you know, mm-hmm. like a hawk, you know, floating over this kid, just looking at him and then having this growth to say, I need to be able to give him space to just be the mm-hmm. child. I need to give myself some space to to be a fully formed individual. I'm still here. I'm still watching out for him, uh, but I have to ha- let go a little bit and I have to have a little bit of faith.
4: Mm-hmm. And I have more value to him uh, in a more, if I'm more whole and complete, right? Uh, Versus mm-hmm. what you're describing earlier. Yeah, I love it. And I love, I love, because that's again, something that maybe I hadn't fully considered that he hadn't even met him. 10 years just been watching from afar and leaving gifts i don't know i found that particularly uh powerful
1: yeah and and yet another to me great connection to a new hope because luke clearly has met him he is aware of who he is and there's been mm-hmm. stuff in comics and, and all that but yeah it was great to have it have it here yeah uh any other canon thoughts
4: the only one I, I put it i guess in kind of emotional poetry uh the rhyme of here is leia watching someone else leave her to go confront vader um, and that's something that will come mm. later on and seeing mm. the 10 year old version, understandably upset, understandably, you know, uh, uh, confused and in turmoil about it, but then kind of accepting it. And, and the giving of Lola was just, uh, amazing. Mm. And then taking yeah. that to watching Luke, uh, go on and, 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 not wanting him to leave, not understanding until she gets a big picture, but letting him, letting him go. Um, just seeing those two, the bookends of it. I, I particularly I enjoyed that a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I I really, really, that, that's a great pull. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I really do love these moments where uh, obviously that is our Leia, you know, uh, little Leia's beginnings and, and, and has many great moments and great compliments, but I also just love that that is balanced out by letting her be a child too, mm-hmm. you know,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and having her be upset when he first tries to tell her yeah. uh, is absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Uh, great pull, great connection, great emotional canon. We are going to move on to some action moments. There was some action. In this. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, some some moments in Owen and Brew versus Reva. And then we'll go to the big Kenobi Vader uh, brawl. Yeah. Uh, were there beats that you enjoyed in the whole Owen and Brew uh, Reva storyline?
4: I, I just loved everything about Brew uh, grabbing those shotgun blasters, kind of going face reality. Love that line. And it's just a very strong line of if we're enough. We're enough. And, and, and her, again, someone who we now know has spent some time trying to disrupt and destroy the slave trade in Tatooine and maybe even you could say the galaxy in a whole and, and having a little bit more action to her than you might have thought before. It's a great expansion of the character and have, having her just be like, I'm not I'm not hurting anyone else with this. This is our fight and we're enough. Ah, Man, that's some great Star Wars stuff right there. That's, those are words, but those are action. I love it.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I absolutely agree with you. It's all super powerful stuff and in sets the tone and definitely an action of like, uh, hey, hubby, yeah. <laughs> I've been squirreling away space shotguns. Don't worry about it. Let's go. It was, <laughs> was absolutely great. Um, so
4: actually, I think you're kind of right uh, where oh, it's almost like, I don't know if he knows those were there because he gets kind of like, whoa, what is this? I, that's just oh. my headcanon reading of it. But I thought that was a little bit of that was there
1: he has no idea. He has absolutely no idea. I have since, uh, taken the responsibility to, uh, uh, every time we move somewhere, uh, my wife kind of sets up where things are in the kitchen. Mm. And, uh, I have taken the responsibility now to memorize, uh, and look up or ask where things are. Um, but at different points in our relationship, I'd just be like, I, we own that. I had no idea. And it (laughs) it, it was that vibe. It was absolutely that vibe of like, we have a Cuisinart. What, what, (laughs) uh, I really loved that scene, Owen really try hard to to fight, but it really did crack me up that he kicks a potted plant at a powerful dark side force user. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I lo- I lo- uh, yeah, and, and uh, you know, she's uh, she's filled the effects of uh, the last couple weeks of her life. Um, but I love him, to, yeah, tossing. Every, I mean, I, you would, could have tossed a, a con- container of blue milk and I would have loved it. Just everything, oh, yeah. everything at her, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, and it was great. Just you know, slow her down, see what the deal is. And there was some great stuff where you know he he really did show his metal and and grabbing her her wound once he realizes that is all oh, powerful. I love that
4: yep.
1: Uh, but I think one of my favorite moments is Reva does what looks to me like a force slap. Like she mm-hmm. she comes down hard with her hand, and it really does just look like she smacked him across the head, and he does the flip, and he hurts his knee. And those tattooing sons age you. That knee's never going to get better.
4: <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, there we go. He's really starting to break down. You want to know why? Why he's aging fast? Uh, twin sons and that. <laughs> it's so yep. It begins.
1: Yep, that's 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 at least one new droid that he needs to get <laughs> right there. It's, he's he's hobbling. Yeah.
4: And can I give Riva some credit for her action when she gets to Tatooine? When she takes that, uh, you know, knocks that guy's water kind of out of his hands oh, yeah. uh, with the force. Uh, I I love that. Uh, whoever that uh, performer is, he 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 looks like a Cohen Brothers villain from an eighties movie, <laughs> like We're raising Arizona Two or something. Uh, and uh, love to love the energy he had, um, but love that little action from her.
1: Yeah, And that's another like force slap. That great energy mm-hmm. that uh, that that Moses Ingram brings, mm-hmm. and just like the nope, nope, um. And then uh, I love Brew's uh, cold cock waiting for her by the door. Yes. That was, you know, getting to see Brew in action.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, All right, let's dive into then the Kenobi Vader lightsaber fight. We're going to be talking lightsaber fights as we keep teasing. Mm -hmm. and and We we can discuss whether we're going to have an episode devoted to this one. But, man, one of my favorite lightsaber Mm -hmm. fights because of the setting, because of the emotions, but then also just because... You could track the tactics and the choices of the combatants and they were just cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Look at the the cool move they did. There were just so many of them. Where are you at? Big picture with this lightsaber fight. Were you as uh, thrilled as I was just by the action of it?
4: Yeah, right from the beginning and this kind of reversal from a new hope of Kenobi already waiting. Lightsaber not out, like Vader has his lightsaber out in New mm-hmm. Hope. Uh something you and I will be talking about on the next episode there. But um yeah, from the beginning, the shots—you you did a great job, as always—but describing just kind of the landscape and 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 what it kind of means, but just the the view of it. Um, uh, and then sometimes where I, I maybe poke a, a critical finger at some of the the effects in this series, um, and 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 my on on occasionally off relationship with the volume. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. still so behind the technology and what it means, and what it means to move everything forward, but. Uh, this one, everything about it, uh, the set, everything, I it, just, it, 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 I was in, I was there and I loved it.
1: Yeah, no, the stakes were high to have this, this match be an epic emotional rematch, but also just an epic, cool lightsaber fight. And I, I think they, they, uh, landed it in lots of ways. One thing, uh, specific thing I liked, uh, is, uh, every single time that Kenobi did a little action roll. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's like. Uh, something that sometimes people, you know, even poke fun at with like you know mm-hmm. Star Trek fight choreography from the original series of you know uh, of Kirk doing barrel rolls, but you know Kenobi kept doing those cool rolls. Mm-hmm. But w- what I thought was great about it is, um, there is this sort of speed versus power. Vader is is fast in this show, mm-hmm. but not as fast as Anakin was, you know. Right, right, right. And I love the way that it it's constructed where Vader's you know pretty fast; he's matching Kenobi, but he's still really relying on you got to get out of the way of like every one of my blows. And I mm-hmm. thought some of the roles in the dodges and the kind of just like direct forward at you thrusts that mm-hmm. Kenobi does is Kenobi's really using his uh superior mobility to counter Vader's strength. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really cool, just sort of like uh, approach to the fight.
4: Yeah, no, they've really kept true to where, where Vader is at this time in his, in his, uh, in his whole life here with, with the fights and the movement, even the one in, in episode three. Um and it, and it you felt it you felt it and you felt the power of uh, the the blows and the strikes and everything about it and yeah and it, it, reminiscent of some of the grievous stuff too where Kenobi Kenobi knows he's got a he's got a he's got a shuck and jive he's got a shuck and jive <laughs> so he's
1: got it yeah. yeah yeah um I really liked that moment early on where they were uh fighting back to back very similar to mm-hmm. the sparring match so that yeah. there was definitely some brand new language I think in the lightsaber fight but also you could see. Uh, echoes of previous fights in particular mm-hmm. that that sparring match there let um, uh, me um, uh, share a couple more and then I will pause <laughs> and uh-huh. throw it to you uh, I am obsessed with Kenobi blocking behind his back it's just cool you know and I have an attachment uh-huh. to it to the, the Phantom Menace battle uh, he, he does it other times I love in this uh, fight where he blocks behind his back and like cool Obi-Wan Invader's like yeah I'm onto that and punches him in the face <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and it's just so like wow I mean it's one of those like just kind of pinch myself for the action throw of like, did I just see Vader punch Kenobi in the face? Yeah. I think I did.
4: I love that. I, yeah, I put it I put it down as Kenobi dribbles behind the back like he's
1: playing basketball. He's got some <laughs> skills. Yeah. Yeah. What are some other moments for you? I, I, I put that
4: down. Uh and then also uh just uh, a couple of times he does it, but the first big and this is he did he did the um, uh uh bowling for what we call the the bowling for reva one where he, he pushed her back into the stormtroopers last week mm-hmm. but the force pushing vader then just uh you know it does it a second time um it's just it's to see vader get uh pushed around like that i don't know it was kind of fun you watch you watch a fight and this is round two and and uh you know kenobi's doing things he hadn't really uh, done before with him i i just love that love that
1: yeah, I know. I think there's a real power in the way they've handled Vader and in Rebels and in Fallen Order and in parts of uh, of this show. He's just mm-hmm. to be escaped. So to see somebody take it to Vader a little mm. bit, uh is is, you know, a fun uh, wait, wait. contrast in, in narrative. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, I you know, getting into the rock business, I I do love yeah, that yeah. Vader, you know, rolls those rocks into Obi-Wan's feet and then the ground slam thing is that is like you know it's close to some video game things that you can actually do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it was it was fun to see and it made sense for vader um to make the high ground in that way it was just a cool action move yeah um there's this moment uh in in kind of the second round where obi-wan's really using the spinning and the momentum and they you kind of don't know where the blade is going to come from next he's using his speed uh but there's this just cool moment uh that you know who knows maybe i will be like star wars kid i mean that is a compliment mm-hmm. and I get out you know a, a broom and try to do this but where obi-wan switches which hand the lightsaber is in behind his back
4: yeah yeah that's what i think actually to be honest i think that was what i was to talking about the dribble behind the back yeah oh it's, yeah yeah it's great it's just it. you know I'm, i love it i love it yeah love it absolutely love it. great yeah.
1: uh yeah i agree with you with the force push and then Uh, both force pushes are, are cool. It's such a, it's such a, you know, Jedi move to, to, Mm. you know, create distance in space. But we talked about the meaning of it. I took, uh, multiple, uh, images of it, uh, so that I can uh, look at them and celebrate them and deploy them on social media as needed. But the, um, the music swelling and and Obi-Wan just, you know, raising his arms and that, that huge rock, uh, piles of rock rising. It's, it is a really great, cool action shot and oh, yeah. it's got for me that that right amount of power fantasy it's it's awesome mm-hmm. to think about but it is you know grounded by everything that's going on with it emotionally and it's just cool as hell
4: well okay you know i'll toss this out here and and maybe yeah we do do this episode later on where we just <laughs> analyze this fight beat for beat you got this great thing uh from Vader right this double tap your X button move where you break up the ground and as he's saying that he's talking to Obi-Wan about how weak he is uh, and here's this wonderful, powerful mood. And once again, Vader doesn't get the check by the box. He doesn't get what he wants. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Kenobi survives, and Kenobi, on the flip side, has this very powerful move. Man, he looks like a wizard, uh, space wizard at, at the top of his game, and has that smile. Pummels him. It's uh, you know somewhere the Ghost of Empire Strikes Back is going. Take that, Vader. You're going to eventually <laughs> do this with uh, Luke, and. And Kenobi comes around to realizing he he doesn't need to necessarily get what he thought he wanted coming into this fight, right? Is so it's these two great uses of power uh, with different results for the combatants and uh, a great purpose to that too, as well as, as you said, just looks cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what I like about it is it's, it's Obi-Wan's uh, one of my favorite characters. He is a powerful Jedi and look at all this power and it's cool. But then it's also like, almost like Obi-Wan, just like checkmating him, right? Of like, mm. yep. I have this level of power too. Is -hmm. this really what we're doing? Is is where the fight comes to, you know? Um, Final thing for me, and, you know, we uh, uh, already talked about talking about it, so let's talk about it. Man, the hilt to the chest unit. That really (laughs) felt like the, we talked a lot last week about how, you know, Vader's always got this, like, I need to beat him, but he's always crafty, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this really felt like, not like any Force user couldn't look at Vader's armor and go, where is he vulnerable? but it's Obi-Wan who does it, right? It's Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan who looks at, like, what's, okay, other people look at this, you know, unstoppable armored brute and see nothing but strength. Where's the vulnerability? That's so Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan, right? And he psychs him out, right? He thinks he's coming at him with the blade and he spins at the last minute and it's the, it's the hilt. It's such a Kenobi move. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. And then for me, it just, it had this resonance with, you know, what Kenobi later tells Luke, that he's more machine than man now, twisted and evil. Of, like, a, a deep awareness of how much he is machinery,
4: yeah, and to d- disconnect the man that remains from the machinery. Uh, it's just power, too. It's just, it's very realistic, right? It's uh, you know, it only needed him yelling, Which one of these buttons calls your parents to pick you up? But um, I just loved it. it. I don't know why. I don't know, you know, at first, it just I just didn't even know why I loved it. For it was just like that is just uh, a, a level of uh, uh, you know, power that uh, uh, Kenobi uh doesn't I don't know that I would say often shows but just it was just brutal yeah in its own way
1: yeah. And that, that for me is what, what sets uh, fights apart is that there's different moves and that there's tactics. And that was just such a rich, fun, mm-hmm. interesting tactic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other action thoughts before we move on?
4: Just it's it, it just, I do want to highlight some of the dialogue. We'll talk about it in other, in other shows and other episodes, but I, I just love the Anakin's gone. I'm what remains. I am not your failure, failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin. I did. I just, in and, and, and McGregor's performance and, and, Reaction to all that that scene. It was really, really well done, and I'm gonna live in that Star Wars joy for a while.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, I 100% agree with you. The the emotional ride of of what Anakin is saying and the cutting back and forth between uh, the the Hayden voice and the the machine voice. Uh, you know, almost like you can almost lean into this hope that is there Mm -hmm. anything there, and you know, I am what remains at first almost sounds like maybe there's an opening to sadness, right? Mm -hmm. And then just so needing to prove his power over Obi-Wan, like, you know, you Mm -hmm. didn't do anything to me. I made this choice. I did a good job. Yeah. (laughs) I eradicated weakness, right? And, like, I think kind of the last thing that Vader would want to do is make Obi-Wan feel better about anything. But I think by saying I am not your failure, he's accidentally handing a a truth to Obi-Wan that really helps him.
4: Yeah, I, no, I agree with that. Uh, I absolutely agree with that, and, and and that how it is. It is tragically funny in a way that Anakin's like, look at this victory. <laughs> look, don't worry. Look what I did. I'm cool. <laughs> I can just, it's like he's he's his own fan misreading the purpose of his character.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Great stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, more over the years. Yes, uh, so yes. It yes. exists for a long time and we get to celebrate <laughs> it. So moving on to moments of comedy and whimsy, like you said, there is definitely some, some, but not necessarily as many. So uh, why don't you take me through your list? What do you have on oh, your list? It's a
4: short one, but not not, not, that, not that it wasn't last. I, I do love, you uh, see Magitated, my friend is just a man. Palpatine is just, (laughs) he's funny in his own way. I like the whimsy of just Lola, what Lola represents, knowing now, now, and I didn't know this in episode one, uh, when we watched it, episode one and two, when we watched it in in Celebration, I didn't know the connection to young Carrie Fisher and a a pet bird named Lola, and that just just, uh, made me love this little droid even more. Um, and shout out to our, uh, one of our listeners who tweeted out that it, uh, I think it was like Gwendolyn tweeted out, uh, it reminded her of uh, Batteries Not Included, a great movie mm-hmm. from the 80s, and it absolutely reminds me of Batteries Not Included. So I just love the, the whimsy based around that character and the power, the purpose, and Leia kind of realizing, all right, he, he's, he just admitted to me he's afraid. I, I will try to help him and his fear by giving him Lola something that's so important to me. Ah, it's so sweet, so great. And then the the, the reunion. Uh, so mm-hmm. many wonderful things in that scene. Uh, but just that little Lola or Toothy Grin and everything, I just love that there. And then my final yeah. one, I, th- I feel so I'm hogging them all because there's not a lot. No. I do love Grumpy Owen going, I'm not that patient in the shop. <laughs> uh,
1: no, a lot of great stuff. I I, I love uh, Lola having the weird little, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> like an almost Scooby Doo, uh oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's this little bit of like silly Star Wars whimsy within this, like, Dark epic confrontation. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the the Kenobi Turner phrase of "Who am I to celebrate a lady and her droid?" And I wonder if he's thinking to himself, "Like I hope uh, she never hears the kind of things I've said about droids to Dexter."
4: <laughs> I also, t- by, by the way, I also took that line for a little fun, cheeky look at uh, later on where he's got to get a droid back to uh, Leia in uh, New Hope. I,
1: I love that. Oh yeah, good call, good call. A lot yeah. of Star Wars rhythms, yeah, all throughout this. Um. Yeah, the 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 I thought Obi Wan trying to be jokey about when when Leia comes over and is like, "I have been comforting uh, Corrin Horn, by the mm-hmm. way, uh, because I see that people need it." That's such a Leia moment. That's a seeing yeah, yeah. where she's going to go as a leader, but but Obi Wan tries to play it off as a joke of that. Well, maybe I should borrow her too. Just opening up and trusting this kid, and then the great play off of it. But honestly, it was it was a funny line the way he delivered it. Uh, yeah. Definitely loved Grumpy Owen. Your uncle's a patient man, not that patient. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna work here anymore, yeah. Yeah, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. Uh, mm. I I actually really like Haja's line. Uh, when Leia gets upset and Obi-Wan's gonna go after her, and Hasha says, I find she needs to be given space. <laughs> ah. <laughs> really funny
4: and poignant, like you said earlier. It is about you know, ties to the uh, he's gotta you know, just let him be a boy line with Luke, but yeah, no, there was a couple great moments uh, with him again.
1: Yeah, just like uh uh read, you know, what what kids actually need, you mm-hmm. know, Uh and almost like, you know, I hadn't made the direct connection that you did of like, yeah, no, Leia has been uh, left by someone she loves to go after Vader before. And it feels like, well, you know, Haja uh, could probably help Han out uh <laughs> with <laughs> being there for Leia. Han makes the right choice. First, he makes that that yeah. grunt that I love. Yeah, ah. yeah. he turns around and makes the right choice. Uh, she needs to be given some space, Han, says Haja. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did like the exchange with uh, Brew and Owen, where Owen's, you know, worried, understandably. And he says, Ben is gone. And Brew says, whose fault is that? This is a sassy household all yeah. around. We spent weeks celebrating sassy Owen. Yeah. And Brew got him with that line, right? Oh, so great. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> Big laugh in our house on that one. Whose fault is that? Uh, I think perhaps one of my favorite Kenobi lines, uh, again, seeing this sort of this sense of humor and whimsy uh, 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 awaken as he is he is returned to more uh, of a Jedi focused on on kindness uh, when he gives Leia the holster and she's like, it's empty. And he's like, well, I wasn't going to give you a blaster, Leia. You're 10 years old. (laughs) And, yeah. you know, perfectly segues into that much deeper, but you won't always be. But just have, have made me laugh out loud. Well, I yeah. wasn't going to give you a blaster, Leia. Yeah. Love uh, and then the the holsters, like the comedy gem of this episode, uh, I think when, when she's getting dressed, it has great meaning. But when Brea comes in, is like, is that a holster? <laughs> and then the little double take that uh, Bale does mm-hmm. on like, okay, okay. So great. Uh, so great. Yeah. yeah. The final one for me is uh, the uh, – when when obi-wan and and leia are having their conversation on Alderon, and uh, she asks him what he's going to do next and he's honest and says i don't know and says what do you think i should do i think you should <laughs> you should sleep yeah 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 <laughs> he's got that great hearty laugh it's so healing yeah oh so great So great. So great. Um, I think we've probably covered anything that we weren't sure about or didn't like, but is there anything else that you wanted to uh, check in
4: on? I want to to mention two things that we are – one of them we're no doubt going to discuss maybe as soon as next week. Uh, What this show did to cement the place of Leia right there with Luke at the center of this saga is something I will be forever thankful for. Absolutely. Um, talk about, hey, did you see new things in the series? Uh, yeah, we saw Obi-Wan and Leia, and we saw Leia, and we saw Leia 10, and we saw so many important things. I, I've been consistently just captivated, inspired, and moved by little beats, little beats with her. Uh, Brea said in, in episode one, then, you know, then do something more. And it comes back to here. All right, I, I'm taking this role. Uh, I've, I've got my holster, got my boots. i got myself dressed for this meeting. And dad, I want to make some changes if I'm going to do this. And I'm, I'm going to make, some, let's make some changes together. That's really inspirational, powerful stuff. But just Leia, man, Leia's at the center of this story always was but you cannot deny that new hope was uh, very much seen through Luke's eyes that's the, that's the, mm-hmm. the, the, the framework of the classic hero's journey and everything and 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 Leia at the time not being the sister necessarily planned out might have affected some of that but the story grows and and you know it's not like the legacy of Leia is is one of, of an overlooked character but I think you and I are both on the, tra- the, the train. That Rise of Skywalker took some steps towards uh, her great value to the overall. She there's another, the two sabers, mm-hmm. Ray needing both of them. That's the end of you know this, this lo- the end of the journey in a way, and going back to you know this point, uh, the, the, almost the beginning. At Revenge of the Sith we get the beginning of Leia's journey, but um, it was I, I was consistently moved by this. And I found her scenes, whether it be with Obi-Wan, whether it be with Bale or Brea, the little scenes, the little moments are the ones that had the same vibe. You remember the conversation that still pops up around The Force Awakens around, oh, man, I just love watching Ray on Jakku, Mm -hmm. Daydream and the energy, the longing, everything. And we know she's about to go on a journey, but I thought that was some of Daisy Ridley's best work was the early stuff of... I'm here at this point in my life and I'm strong. I'm on my own, but I'm lonely and I've got this and I got that. So much little moments with, with uh, Leia, little Leia um, that had that same vibe to me that I'm going to revisit time and time again. And I'll be forever thankful to the series for that.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, no, that makes a, a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's, there's nothing in the Leia arc that, that you that's all positive right for you there there's nothing
4: <laughs> uh is it all positive? yeah no no i i i just um yeah no it, it's just uh it was a and there was leaks and rumors and this and that so the fact that it was you know that first episode you and i were watching in the hotel room and we both had the oh i just was excited to see and, and it's just uh even even when it, the the poetry that wasn't necessarily subtle about her outfits and this and that and, mm-hmm. and I, I just enjoyed it all Uh, I really did enjoy that and enjoy the music of the series a lot too. And shout out Natalie Hold. I really think this episode, she finally unveils the big themes and it was done with purpose. And I think there needs to be patience for how we take in stories, but also us, we take in the music and the creators and what they're trying to do uh, for this series. Uh, I really love where, where uh, she did this, what did with the music, the whole series, but I really loved how these characters emerged as themselves uh, that we know later on. And at the end of the series with the music.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that, um, for some of the big picture stuff, I think that, um, although there's a part of me that would have uh, still loved to hear Padme's name,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: I think that uh, the amount of uh honor that was put on the character, the importance of the character, that Leia is not just you know the, the daughter of Anakin Vader. I think that was really great. I was uh, so happy for that. Um, one of the most moving things in this episode is uh, Kenobi expressing to Leia, but also for himself, uh, mourning and, and eulogizing both Padme and mm-hmm. Anakin and, and celebrating that that they were good people and their their good traits live on. Uh, that was uh, really great for me. I think there's always this balance in Star Wars of the dark and light that's explicitly uh, what it's about, you know, uh, even down to the visuals of a red lightsaber, blue lightsaber uh, from the very beginning. Um, but I think one of the things that was really great about Leia, everything that you said of, of getting to see her at this age, getting to see her, her take her first state, steps, mm. elevating her as just as important. It is the Skywalker twins. And we've got that, that focus in rise of skywalker now we have it earlier in the story of luke and leia that stuff is all incredibly great incredibly important Uh, but she also just gave uh, much like the actual character in the galaxy for this television show she gave a ton of light that -hmm. was needed at the beginning of the uh, of the show Mm -hmm. we're meeting kenobi In a a, a dark place, but Star Wars is always about the balance of dark and light. And even when he was in his roughest place, the banter between them made it just fun and intriguing and not only in the story was Leia being this source of, uh, trust and hope and forward movement, but in funny little moments, like don't smell anything yeah, yeah, <laughs> or uh, Obi-Wan kind of biting her head off and going, we can't trust anybody. Or like, mm-hmm. you don't talk. We're farmers from wherever oh, yeah. you, and you don't talk. And her just immediately breaking it. Like there were so many moments where she just brought light and levity, uh, much needed to both this, the, uh, in mm-hmm. world story and our experiences, viewers.
4: Yeah, I really agree with that. Uh, I was revisiting that that uh, third chapter today, or uh, excuse me, yesterday before the episode uh, aired, and uh, just really love, uh, and including the deep stuff. But you're so right. Just the when she's like, my uh, dad friend, friend dad friend, yeah, dad. <laughs> it's just just funny stuff. Uh, so it.
1: good, yeah, so good, and yeah, I really second you on the music as well. I thought the. Uh, the, the new music was great and powerful, and I, I liked that it built to using some of the familiar motifs as we got to the conclusion. Uh, I was really thrilled by just some of the kind of classic uh, chase music uh, for the Star Destroyer was great. Uh, yes, yes. The, the way we heard Leia's theme over uh, mm-hmm. the, the description of padme and anakin like it was like anakin and padme gave birth to that song Mm -hmm. like that that's the spirit that they created in leia and that's who this you know Mm -hmm. young woman is becoming is that theme uh incredibly powerful and just great music uh, across the board in my opinion i agree um Should we talk a little bit about second season? We know that we're going extra long in our long episode, so we will wrap this up. But I do want to talk about hopes or predictions for a second season or desire at all. Uh, A lot of people have noted that uh, Disney Plus is saying season finale, not series finale, which is sometimes a tip of the hand. Uh, But as we're ending, are you wanting for yourself a second season.
4: I'm going to need to sit with that a little bit longer. Am I ever going to say no to another uh, season with uh, Ewan in the Kenobi robes and and finding out more on the journey towards new hope? Absolutely not. So don't want to bury that lead. However, right now at this moment, I feel so just uh, full uh, in, in the best way possible. That I am okay if we don't revisit this uh, with these particular set of characters. Now that said, I'd love uh, a a little Leia spinoff. Give give me Leia the the tween years leading up to Princess of Alderaan. (laughs) Uh, Just call the series Leia Princess of Alderaan and and pay homage to Claudia Gray's book and pull people forward into that story. Um, The rumors I know there was rumors of a Riva spinoff. I I still I'm pitching one called the Path and her joining and being a leader in the Path and and uh, saving more younglings, potential younglings, uh, uh you know, to change uh, what she couldn't do or felt she couldn't do, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know where I'm going with that. I, I'd mm-hmm. be, I'd be open with that more than just Kenobi season two. But that's just where I am today. Cause I just feel so spiritually fooled by it. I know it sounds melodramatic. I'm spiritually fooled, yeah. but I am, I am. And uh, I'm going to sit with it a little bit before I have a, a real a true answer on, do I want this? But as I always say, just because, you know, how many people say we didn't want Solo? I know you didn't, but mm-hmm. you got it. And that is fun <laughs> stuff. That's a fun meal. Uh, so we'll see.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? If later this afternoon they announce uh, season two, I would be thrilled. I, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. the characters. I love the world. Um, the way the show ended uh, made uh, more possibilities open up in my imagination. And I don't think they would go forward unless they had, uh, you know, mm-hmm. an idea that was really resonant. Uh but I am also with you that this was so much a, this was such a big meal. It was mm-hmm. such a journey. And for this journey to sort of end on the feeling of catharsis and hope and movement to the future, there's a part of me that's, uh, I just want to sit with that. It's also about letting go, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to honor that. if like, there's a part of me that's like, yes, no, absolutely. Give me more, more uh, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi as soon as possible. But there's also like, I also want to, I truly want to learn (laughs) Uh, from the lessons of stories that I admire in one of those lessons is take a deep breath and let go. It will always be with you. Um, so if they announced like, nope, this is it. I (laughs) would be at peace. Um, but I'm also, I would be intrigued. And some of the things that intrigue me is I do like the what they set up of like, Kenobi's obviously still committed to being there for Luke as needed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's backing off a little bit, but I don't think he's just like, and now I can go live my life. Where do I want to hang? You know, we know yeah. he's going uh, to, to, we know where he's setting up shop eventually. Um, but it did create a little bit more willingness to go off world, right? Yeah. Um, so that to me opened up the door a little bit again i want to be very clear with this i don't think he's just uh, you know every like i do a week on tatooine and then every <laughs> i'm jumping around the galaxy and I, I think they did a lot to remind us that he is still cautious of mm-hmm. bringing trouble down on luke and himself um the the reva thing was fascinating to me whether it was part of a second uh, kenobi season or reva's own show i'm intrigued by i love the path idea i, I had thought of something similar of, of Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think uh, I, we recorded it, but we haven't released it yet. We recently had yet another good discussion mm-hmm. about wanting to see the full redemption story yeah. in, in Star Wars. With, uh, with Vader and Ben Solo, with Anakin and Ben Solo, uh, it is this sort of one dramatic moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated in Star Wars to see the story of somebody who makes a better choice and then has to build a new life with the knowledge that they've done lots of horrible things. How do Mm -hmm. you, how do you move forward? And and Reva is set up in a fascinating way to do that. So I'm Mm -hmm. really intrigued by Reva, you know, being able to, to do that. Uh, final, final thought for me is uh, thinking through this idea of like, okay, well, what challenges are ahead for Obi-Wan? Um, how, how can you challenge him or will people be satisfied of, of him returning to, to being a little bit more of a steadfast hero mm. where he's, he's got his stuff figured out. But the thing that intrigued me, uh, for a second season is him heading off there with Qui-Gon on the beginning of a new journey. Mm. There's just so much in this about like, well, what are you going to do next? And like, we've got a long ways to go, but mm. also just the actual, like, it's not like, Hey, I saw Qui-Gon, I get my gold star. I get to be a force spirit. Yeah. Uh, we know from clone wars that it's a it's a journey in into yourself Mm -hmm. yoda had to face a bunch of trials and that's intriguing to me of like what trials physical emotional uh does obi-wan need to face to become uh one with the force in the way that he ultimately does that's intriguing to me that's one of the next challenges for Kenobi.
4: There you go. Season two, you got the, uh, the wills uh, there. You go to have a little, uh, uh, you know, demon Kenobi chasing him like the one Yoda fought. There you go.
1: Yeah, Let's exactly. Do it. Do it. Exactly. I and mean, there's an argument to me. He he yeah, faced yeah. a lot of those things in this, uh, in yep. this show, but yep. who knows? Who knows? If anybody hasn't watched him in a while, I highly recommend uh, rewatching the last few episodes of season six where Yoda goes on his trials. Mm. Some, just bonkers of uh, fantasy stuff going on there. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe Obi-Wan can meet meet some Force Priestesses with uh, multiple masked faces. That would yep. be fun. Uh, all right. We are going to wrap up, as always, with a merch question. Uh, what merch, what fun would you want based on this final episode, Ken? Look, we,
4: we get a new broken mask Vader figure, <laughs> Hayden's eyes. I want that. And then I need a Brew and Owen defending the homestead and Luke playset, including those shotgun blasters. I need that cinema scenes cinema yep. scenes
1: absolutely i uh, we're, we're in, of the same mind. I definitely need a battle damage Vader they're probably announcing it as we record, but here's my thing it's got to come with a rock to throw it in like. <laughs> Hey, kids, you can be Obi-Wan. Throw a
4: rock at Vader. Well, they sell those official force
1: rocks, right? Don't they sell those? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yep. I got some from Celebration. You did? That's right. That's
4: right. I, I watched you do that. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep,
1: and uh, yeah, we're we're of the same mind. I love those old cinema scenes they first did for Power of the Force. It was mm-hmm. always uh, three figures in a in a scene, and I had so much fun thinking about uh, what scene uh, would it be uh, that they could make. And the one that I want them to make for this show mm-hmm. is uh, a cinema scene called gifting. Of the Skyhopper. Hmm. Uh, and it comes with grumpy o- Owen. It comes with, you know, Explorer Obi-Wan in hmm. three and three quarter. You got young Luke. And then just, you know, the little tiny toy of the toy hmm. of the Skyhopper. That would make me so happy. Love that.
4: Uh, yeah. Just include Baru, uh with blue milk and then a shotgun blaster on her shoulder. <laughs>
1: When, when they make the brew, she's got to come with blue milk and, and space shotgun for yeah. sure. All right. We went extra long but I don't think anybody who's a regular listener is surprised by that. There's so much to discuss in uh, this final episode and we'll continue to discuss this amazing show. Ken, where can people find
4: us? Hey, you can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Uh, If you're listening during this week, we are going to be doing another live Q&A this Friday, uh, June 24th. We're kind of throwing it out there kind of quick. We're going to have fun doing that. Uh, the Kenobi questions, I'm sure, wrapping up there. Hey, you can also find us on Facebook at 4Center Podcast. Podcasts available in a lot of different spots, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. If you're on there listening and you can rate and review, we'd love if you would do that if you want. Uh, you can get merch at tpublic.com user slash 4Center. You can get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash 4Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash 4Center. I'm at catnapsock or catnapsock.com. Joseph, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on all the social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw, And you can check out all of my other adventures on my website, josephsgrimshot.com, including a link to the most recent episode of my other podcast, Obsessed, where my wife, Sarah, interviewed me about the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So check that out if you would like. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for the beautiful words, hello there. This has been the Kenobi Report.
5: i